Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am very excited to be back here this week. As you know, we ran a workshop last week, and I'm hoping that we get some feedback on that, and you guys can let me know how much you enjoyed that. I was really honored to be able to bring that to you. So, yeah, I'm back. It's crazy. And, you know, I have to let you know, because next week, Christopher Ryan was going to be hosting for me because I was going to be up on the mountain, on Bohemia Mountain, doing some wild, crazy, unruly women type stuff. (laughs) But there are forest fires up there really bad right now. So my uh, event that I was doing up there with some of the girls is going to be put on hold. I don't know how soon. Those are going to be under control. Those wild wildfires will be under control, uh, but we're keeping an eye on that, and best wishes to all of those up there on the mountain right now. We just had to go up and pull everything off the gold claim and everything because uh, fires are getting really close, but as soon as those are out, that event we are going to be rescheduling, so it's kind of up in the air, but I will keep you posted on that so you will know. Just kind of an FYI. All right, you guys, if you would like to call in tonight and read during our open mic portion of the show, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in tonight. If you're interested in putting together a writing workshop with us, which are some of the things that we uh, that we play when I can't be here, which has uh, been like maybe, what, five times in 14 years, almost 15 years? It's crazy. But anyway, if you'd like to put one of those on with us, we would love to have you do that. It's a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we are afforded to here and talk about what we are all passionate about, which is our craft of writing. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. You just have to have a topic you want to talk about, and we'll get it done. These can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. You can pre-record these on your computer and send those to me as an MP3 file. Or you can have me call you uh, and do kind of a conference call. Maybe I can do a quick interview with you and kind of talk about what you're going to do. Then I'll turn my mic off and you're good to go till you're done. Or we can do a combination of both. We can do a pre-recorded portion of the show first and then come on live and talk to callers and take questions and that type of thing. So let me know if you're interested in doing one of those. The easiest way to get a hold of me is probably on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, my name is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, last name Alicia. Uh, Shoot me a message and we'll get that put together. The next thing we need to do, guys, is we want to take a moment, which this is very important, and thank our sponsors, those of you who jumped up to the plate this year and helped contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license for the year. And those people are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, 
Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad Kuhn, Dar- Brad and Darling Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Shelbin, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, Paul Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope, and in the Barbara Cope Wilson, and in the memory of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C. B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith, and King's Cadence. So thank you, thank all of you who helped to uh, contribute towards our broadcasting license for the year. Fourteen years, like I said, wow. Here in October, end of October, we are going to be looking at our 15, we're going to be in our 15th year broadcasting. I'm really excited about that, the big 15. Isn't that like paper or, I don't know, paper, rock, or scissors or something like that, anniversary? I'll have to figure that out. All right, so I am going to have your paper and pencil out because I'm going to be going through your little mini workshop here at the beginning of the show. So, um, yeah, you want to make sure that you have your – I'm trying to find my page. There it is. Okay, I got it. I got it. We're, we're good, folks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, have your have your notebooks and pens out. We're going to do your little mini workshop here. We are going to start with your poetry prompts. Now, remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So I want everyone to number their paper, 1 through 12. All right, number one. What comfort is there here? What comfort is there here? Two. Songbirds, <laughs> don't try this at home. I'm a professional, I promise. Songbirds summon lightning bolts. Songbirds summon lightning bolts. Number three, honeyed poison. Honeyed poison. Four, in the junkyards of dreams. In the junkyards of dreams. Five, teaching tornadoes to dance. Teaching Tornadoes to Dance. Six, The Most Secret of Sins. The Most Secret of Sins. Seven, Where Time Has Shed All Wings. Where Time Has Shed All Wings. Eight, When the Watchers Weep. When the Watchers Weep. Nine, the people who didn't say goodbye. The people who didn't say goodbye. Ten. What nobody ever always did. What nobody ever always did. Eleven. Something I only remember at night. Something I only remember at night. And twelve. This is a him, her, or them. You can replace that with anything you want, or you can put it with a person's name, whatever. That can be changed. So the portion of this is him, her, or them. You can make whatever you want. So, But I'm going to use him in this example. I still worry about him 
when the roads are bad. I still worry about them when the roads are bad. I still worry about her when the roads are bad, whatever you want in there. All right, so that is your 12 prompts for this week. Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt if you'd like. You can mix and match them and use line 12 and 10 and 8 and 7 and mix those all up into one poem if you'd like. Or you can get real froggy and you can use all the lines in one poem. Now, I don't know if any of you noticed on my page today, but I posted a list of prompts from a past week. So you can go onto my page if you're on my Facebook page and under my photo albums and look for the prompts thing, and there's just tons and tons and tons of these prompts in there for you, and you can just play with them all you want. But today I posted a list from a couple of weeks ago, and it is the first show of the month, and according to my contract with you guys and all the beatings I took, I read one of my poems at the beginning of the show on the first show of every month. And so I thought this week it would be kind of fun because I like to play around with these prompts that I give you guys. I I play with them too. And what I've been doing is I'll grab one and I'll try to use every single prompt. I I, I do use. I use every single prompt of the 12 prompts in one poem without changing a word just the prompts. I rearrange them into a poem, and that's been kind of fun for me. So for my poem for this, and it's going to be horrible. These aren't meant to be good poems. They're just meant to have fun with, okay, just so you know. So for my poem that I'm going to read for this month um, is using a past week's prompts all rearranged into a poem. Okay, not none of the words have changed. Everything's exactly as it was when I gave you the prompts. They're just mixed up. Okay, so anyway... This is what I was able to put together using the prompts that I posted to you, for you today on my page. It's called The Cleansing Power of Metaphor. Desolate dance with clouds. Night rhymes sound within. What lures you to dream? Torn remnants take me down with you. What lures you to dream? You millions of this earth, what should I say when I find you? What lures you to dream? The first morning beyond death, we saw two old people kissing. What lures you to dream? Words like golden bees, a fist of nothing. What lures you to dream? So that's the fun I had with the prompts. That was just taking them word for word, all 12 of them, rearranging them, and trying to create a poem just out of the prompts. So that was fun to do. So that will kind of just give you an idea of some of the things. You know, writer's block doesn't exist. All you have to do is sit down and write. You don't have to write something amazing every single time. And uh, that is one of the things that you can do to challenge yourself to when you're sitting down and trying to figure out what to write. Just write, and something will end up grabbing you. Okay, the second part of our workshop is we are going to take all 12 of those poetry prompts that I just gave you, and I'll read through them very quickly again in a moment. We're going to take all 12 of those and use them in our Pick Apart a Prompt writing exercise. So with these, what I would like you to do is I want you to take, like example, take the first line and write it at the top of your page. And then underneath that, 
I want you to write down six different poems that you could write to that prompt. Now remember, you're not writing the poems. You're just looking at ways to twist and turn and, and manipulate that title into six different meanings. How many different poems? What is, write down what they would be. A poem about my mom. Uh, a poem about waiting in the DMV. A poem about whatever. Okay, write down six different poems you could write using that prompt. Then I want you to go to the next one and then to the next one until you've gone through all 12 and you have six, six different poems you could write down to each of the 12 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you and not writing a, with, with, with you not writing a poem to one of the, one of the things that grab you. It, it just it can't happen. You can't do this exercise and not have that happen. So I hope you do these. I hope you have fun with them. So once again, these are your 12 poetry prompts that you will be using in your pick-a-part-a-prompt writing exercise for the week. One, what comfort is there here? Two, songbirds summon lightning bolts. Three, honeyed poison. Four, in the junkyards of dreams. Five, teaching tornadoes to dance. Six, the most secret of sins. Seven, where time has shed all wings. Eight, when the watchers weep. 9. The people who didn't say goodbye. 10. What nobody ever did. 11. 11. <laughs> Something I only remember at night. And 12. I still worry about him, her, them when the roads are bad. You feel in that blank there. All right. There you go. Have fun with those. Remember that we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. We've also been working on learning one new poetry form every single month. And like I said, this would make a great idea for a workshop. If you want to pick a poem that you've like, like grab a villanelle. I've never written a villanelle. I'm going to do a workshop on that. And go through the steps and process of learning to write one during a workshop, let everyone join you for the first time. Kind of like a mass lose your virginity poetry form orgy or something like that. I don't know. You know, we can all do it together first time. That was horrible. Why did I say that? Sometimes our mouth is just so unpredictable. Anyway, second, remember every single day, go out and find something worth 17 syllables. Write a haiku poem every day. Five Three lines, five, seven, five, that's a syllable count on the lines. Find something in your day worth 17 syllables. Always carry that little notebook with you. And like I said, I don't care if you write it down and it's only 15 syllables. You can always add a couple more later or take a couple away, whatever the case may be. The, the point is just every day find those 17 syllables every day. Write a haiku. Okay, that's it. That's it for the... The, uh, you can tell I've been gone for a week, huh? And they just remade my wonderful plastic retainer I have in my face, and I keep biting my tongue. That's awful, awful, awesome, awesome fun. Awesome fun. Okay, so there we go. I am going to play an audio track real quick, you guys, and I'm really excited to play this one. I've had this for a couple of weeks, and I haven't been able to get it uploaded to the show. 
and uh, so I'm I'm really glad that I was able to do that before this week. This one is by our very own George Wiley, and it's called Hurried Words at the Grave. Here we go. resume of his life was done, each of us having a need to show our caring and the kind of homage he deeply deserved, and to gleam out all from all the things he'd done, this man was better by far than all the rest. We thought there'd be more years before he cast away. How could our quickly conjured words serve a superior man? No doubt he'd be embarrassed by our policy eulogies. He was leaving while we fabricated plastic praises, and he probably planned it that way. That was George Wiley with Hurried Words at the Grave. I'm really excited to be able to play that to you first time here on the Speakeasy Cafe. If you're interested in having your work played on the air, you can email those to me. The word the is in the email title, by the way, so make sure you put the in there. It's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. In the subject line, put audio track, mp3, something along those lines, and that will alert me and we get those uploaded to the show's library and played on the air. All right, now... Once again, it is time for you, the poets, at our open mic spoken word poetry section of the show. If you'd like to call in, it, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is uh, if you call in and you're on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller for the night. So listen for your telephone area code. When I do bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself right off the bat. That's really, really important. You don't want, uh, you don't want to uh, have people not know who's reading, and you always want to have your name attached to your work. And you don't want to have me bombarded with messages while you're reading saying, who is this, who is this, who is this? You want me listening to you so I can think of some, you know, reasonably intelligent thing to say at the end of your reading. So you don't want me distracted because I, I need to concentrate on you. Nothing but you. It's you and you and nobody else but you. Okay, anyway. Um, so, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Then when you come on right now, you can do, let me put the phone lines. Right now you can read two poems, 
and uh, if that, the lines get too busy tonight and we need to change that at any point, then we will let you know then. But right now you can read two poems. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know who is uh, how they, who is reading, how they can come find you, how they can get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. All right? Now, with that said, the last thing to remind you of is, remember, we have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, no porn poems. Other than that, you are good to go. Our first three callers, so you can kind of have a heads up where you're going to be, is we have area code 731, as I said, it's our first caller, followed by 972 and 615. Those are, will be our first three callers. So let's go ahead and grab Michael. 731, you are on the air. No, I sure didn't miss you last week. Did you? I did. I liked that I was missed. It's much better to be missed than not missed. Yep, I missed the show. What I did, I uh, just listened to an old episode of, of the program, a podcast, as you call it now. I put the television on, like one of those Judge Judy shows. And I just uh-huh. imagined that you were the judge and the people that were standing <laughs> up the tables were still trying to read. And uh, <laughs> it worked for me. It really did. It really did. I'm going to make you like a bobblehead doll, a Nyla bobblehead doll. And then I'm going to make one for all the poets who read. So if something like that happens, you can set up your bo- your bobblehead dolls on the table and just kind of shake the table and make us all look like we're reading to each other. And stuff. And I, I have said for years and years that a Mike Todd bobblehead would be the coolest thing in the world. But uh, <laughs> I haven't had one yet. Can you get your own bobblehead made? I don't know. Can you do it? I don't know. You know, I think that you and I have had this discussion before once, and I think that I don't remember who it was we were talking to, um, but I was talking about making a Michael Todd bobblehead doll, and I want you to know that I did try. Wow, that would have been so so fine. It It so did not look like you. (laughs) I am not that talented, so yeah, that that never came to that never came to fruition. It was just yeah, (laughs) it went nowhere. You you deserve much better hands than mine. My internet's out, so I just I can pull up pages of stuff to do. But I just happened to notice that uh, my Mike Todd blogspot blog page. And I started that eight years ago this month, like eight years ago next week. And uh, it, golly, it doesn't seem that long ago. Then again, it seems longer. That's how the mind works. My first poem I put on there was a poem that I'd had on MySpace, but it was very uh, obscure. Everybody was gone by the time I put it there. But I felt like it was a good mission statement for what I wanted to do. So I made it my mission statement. So my first post on my blog spot in 2013 is called Fairweather Friends, A Simple Sonnet by Michael Todd. In a perfect world, no place for discord. A fair-weather friend changes with the wind. Take what they will, give what they can afford. Leaves me feeling like a means to an end. Truth be told, they do have a place with me. See focus I choose in my preferred lens. Rolling the credits, no need for marquee. Grant me multitudes of fair-weather friends. Truth be told, you did not take me to raise. No call for me to apply pressure here. Called it a bad time. Going through a phase, 
perhaps my intentions were not made clear. A host of fair-weather friends, bring them on. Remind me what I said when they are gone. In poem. I love your sonnets. Thanks. You're welcome. That was awesome. Are you going to read too, honey? I'll be happy to. Be glad to. I love to. you too. All right. The second one is also on that blog page. This one is uh, called Are You Dying? It's from about four years ago. It came and it went. It's really kind of obscure too. <clears throat> Are You Dying? By Michael Todd. Call it a thoughtful moment, one perhaps longer overdue. I saw her out and about and spoke in turn, as if on cue. If you don't mind me saying, you're looking nice tonight. She stopped dead in her tracks, asked if she heard me right. I suppose a compliment coming from me seemed out of place. This was not the first time I noticed her pretty face. Granted, for an instant, I felt empowered. I cast a smile. I was expecting one in return. She said, not your style. Normally, I would back up. I just asked what she was implying. She ruined the entire mood, asking me, hey, are you dying? Seriously, if something's wrong, tell me. I need to hear. As much as you annoy me, I don't want to see you disappear. I shook my head from side to side and quietly walked away. For all intents and purposes, it should have ended that day. But I could not get those words she said out of my head. I was in the best health of my life. No thoughts of being dead. For years, I prided myself on being cynical as intended. While it's considered part of my charm, some get offended. But really, all they need to do is chill. Consider the source. I was comfortable in my sarcastic skin, for better or worse. It took her a little time to share a viewpoint so slanted. Soon our small circle of friends feared I'd be planted. Phone calls and texts, social message remarks coming my way, mostly beating around the bush wondering how I felt today. What's the matter? Have you seen a doctor? How do you feel? Honest to goodness, this couldn't be happening, but it was real. No matter the efforts I expended, I was not able to deflect. I treated each one with kid gloves, showing nothing but respect. My smart-ass persona fell by the wayside as if put in reverse. Wouldn't you know that only served to make the situation terse? Now each was witnessing my transformation in person, firsthand, and how conciliatory I had become. Though this was not as planned. Eventually, the sad tidings brought a negative effect. I began to ponder the eventual outcome of my real health neglect. It was a good thing I had insurance and a decent pharmacy deal. Two visits to a doctor, a sniffle and a physical, and spin the wheel. I stopped taking calls and messages, setting my sights to away, putting my social life on hold, going straight home at the end of the day, opting to sit in the dark and dwell or cast a mirror or glance, became a bona fide germaphobe, not about to take a chance. With no one available, I turned to the mirror to plead my case. On the verge of pushing up daisies, can you see it on my face? Am I about to check out in the future? Look into my eyes. Tell me what I need to know and be straight. Tell me no lies. We worked it out, that glass and me. I'd fallen prey to a ruse, and it was up to me to turn it all around. I just had to choose. 
determined to get back on my feet, not under solid ground, but hell was yet to be determined. I needed a believable way to disavow. I put my master plan together, one that was cunning and bold. She stepped forward with a revelation to put my move on hold. She said, if anyone should sense sarcasm, it was you the most. The line about you dying was a joke about giving up the ghost. This startling revelation she brought left me dead in my stance. Was she conciliatory, ridding herself of guilt, perhaps by chance, or was she cleverly spinning my dial to yet another station to leave me further bewildered toward a deeper resignation? We eventually worked it out, that girl, the mirror, and me. I found an acceptable attitudinal ground for all to see. I still see the girl on weekends when our schedules allow, so all things considered, at least I'm not dead to her now. End poem. <laughs> that was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. That's one of those poems you get started right and you can't find a stopping place. It just keeps going. Until it lets you go. It grabs you by the back of the neck and it just drags you across the paper till it's through with you. This girl used to get mad at people. When she get mad at people, she goes, he's dead to me now, or she's dead to me now. I'm like going, you're going to say that to me one day, aren't you? She goes, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? She really did. You know, that's what I mean when we we talk about your, your writing. Your writing always has a target, and it is full of things that the target, and only you and the target would really understand. But anybody listening to that poem that you read just now, who has been through any kind of a situation like that or through a health scare or, you know, that, if, that has had to, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying, you know, has been through like a, has had a heart attack or, you know, a brush with something and they have to sit down and make that, you know, that made that really relatable to that situation. So... Absolutely, bravo! I I I love listening to you read more than you will ever know. Well, I appreciate that. Now, I kind of listen to other people read because you're a week behind, and there's people have been. I guarantee you, there's people have been waiting for a week. Now they called in last week, and they've been on hold for seven days. So let's let's bring those folks up. <laughs> oh, those poor people! All right, love. Tell everyone how to find you. MikeTodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. I'm there all day and half the night. Absolutely awesome. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. Perfect. All right, sweetie, bye-bye. Bye. Michael Todd. Love Michael Todd. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 972 I think this may be Anna. Nine seven two, you're on the air. Well, hello, Nana. How are you? I am wonderful, sweetheart. How are you doing? Oh, I got some allergies, but other than that, I'm fine. Thank you. It is so good to hear from you. So, what do you have going on this week? Well, um, I have a couple of poems for everyone. One of them is called Poison, and the other one is Lenny. Lenny is my sister's cat. 
and I love <laughs> okay. him. Okay. So let me, oh, I'm Anna Donovan. Hello, everyone. Hello, Anna. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I forgot that part. Okay. Well, let me get going with poison. Poison. I ate tender flesh that night, roasted with fire and unleavened bread. Then I share the poison of your bitter herb. Remind me then of suffering. My face grows numb, my mouth speechless, a galloping heartbeat, and the gasps of the drowning for precious breath. In a fever heat, my eyes turn inward as blood vessels. The red of alternate sight makes the limited limitless. Its portal magnifies and lengthens a mist sky on a poison fuel vision. After the fire, the feast left the soul. In an effigy of wine crumbs, the stained question on a fig's bandwidth, the exoskeleton bracken, the wild sage shape shift, ashes for desolation, silicious for deep ache, and the corner sun fades in the underburn of time. I'm a ghost that chime, the breeze that subsides. Here consciousness never the urge, a form of death is indifference, waiting, rustling, there by distance alone, born lives leaves in mirages. A bird in grass virtue, a star's burden of ash gathering, and hope awakens in solitude as the wave bends. End the poem. You know, I would love for us all to be able to sit there and read through that poem on paper, visually be able to look at look at it as we're reading it. You have, and you and you do this in your writing. You have an incredible way of painting pictures, and you'll hear me talk about that a lot in some of the exercises that we do in in the workshop portion. That's where I talk about coming up with surprising imagery or things that you know to be able to reach in deeper and find ways of saying things that. that make you, you skip a beat when you hear them, make it, that grab your attention. And you, your whole poem is full of those. Your writing always is. That's like the lines, I can't remember all of them, but one of them was uh, Born Late in Mirages. You know, that that paints such, you know, you, you imagine yourself coming up a mirage and you see the lake and all that, and then, you know, finally somewhere in the corner this comes into view. You know, it's, it just, it really creates some really good imagery for the reader when they're listening to you write. And I think that, that, that uh, I think it would be really cool to be able to sit down and decipher that and just look at those throughout your whole piece. So if you I'm have that, if you have you. it on, I would love for you to do that. And if you have it online anywhere, maybe post it on your page or something so everybody can take a look at it. But I really enjoyed it. I thought that was a great piece. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, Are you going to read you two, know, Anna? I'm, I'm listening to you. I really am. So I tried to put it into practice. So. Oh. 
I try you, to, you know, if, if the first image comes to my mind, I'm like, no, that's where I would go. Let me see what else comes. And then I toss it and turn it and think about it, and then something else comes. You know, when you when you do that when you write, and I do that a lot, I'll sit there and I'll th- I'm writing on, I always write on paper. I, you know, I hardly ever write on, write on something on the computer or anything because it's just it's not the same but I'll write something and I'll think of something and I'll say blue vase no um uh indigo vessel or blah 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 and I and I just keep writing them down until I come to the one I want and then I keep going but every one that I think of and I think that's a really good practice because sometimes you'll skip over something and want to go back to it but you don't remember it so I think that's a real good practice when you do that when you start thinking about what else, what, how can I say this differently, write them all down as you're writing until you find the yes. one that That's a great way to come up with things that even surprise you when you turn the words around and go back to the previous line and then see how you can mix it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, I think it's like a crossword puzzle for me. I enjoy aligning the words. <laughs> Until I'm happy. Uh-huh. It's fun. It's fun playing with our words. You know, it should be fun. You know, this should never be a chore for us. We should never be tortured poets. And you know, we should be frolicking word masters. You're right. There's no such thing as writer's block. There really isn't. There isn't. If you, you know, can pick up a pen I mean, and hold it in your hand and write something, then you are writing. There is nothing, there's no such thing as writer's block. Exactly. I totally agree, and I've learned that through you because I used to think I had major writer's block. No. I'm like, it's a sickness you know, of soul. I need help. <laughs> you know, what you have to do, I think what's really important is what you have to do is give yourself permission to have fun. Like I just said, have fun with your writing, to be silly. You know, especially in this day and age with instant social media, you know, everything is so much more fast-paced. When Byron was writing a poem, you know, the, the publication only came out maybe once a month. You know, so he he was in no hurry. But here, social media, boom, boom, it's so fast, instantaneous. You know, it's no longer a day. It's a, it's a second. You know, and so we put so much pressure on ourselves to write poems, write poems, write poems, write poems. Yeah, and, and that's hard. And pretty soon our brain day. freezes. That's one thing. Yeah, and uh-huh. we think we have writer's block. We don't. You have to give yourself permission just to to write anything. To write, you know, everything doesn't need to be posted instantly on social media. Just write for the fun of it. Write silly stuff. Write dumb stuff until the good stuff comes. And then, as you say, the input. You have to have input before you have output. Mm-hmm. You have to read a lot and read other people's poetry and, I don't know, just get your tank full. Exactly, you do. You do. But, yeah, let me read you the one about Lenny. I hope you're a cat person because I have, I'm a recent convert. I used to not like cats until I met Lenny. <laughs> oh, see, there's always that one. <laughs> I know. But here he is, Lenny, alert of the feral. He runs when you approach him, silky soft and slinky grace, with eyes the color of chrysoprase glass and drops of hecote honey 
from sacred man bees. His upturned nose and light paws caress a fleeting butterfly in a bright swirl of color on a merry-go-round. He comes close of his own accord. In his own time, leans into your warmth, touches resonance when he nuzzles your neck, and in silent ascent, closes his eyes, tucks his tail, and curls to your shape in utmost trust and rest. His wild piece silk, feral flight, and sauntering moonlight. End of poem. <laughs> I love that. I think you've become that cat person. That means you, you're not really I, a cat person, but you like that cat. Yes, but you know what? I don't know. It opened something inside me to where I learned to accept not just from a distance and as creatures of interest, but like someone that, a being that I could be close to potentially, Mm -hmm. you know. So, oh. Small steps, right? Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just the opposite. I am such a cat person, and I have got a dog. And I've never really, you know, I had dogs when my kids were little, and they were fun, but they weren't, you know. Th- this is the first dog I've had all on my own as an adult, and uh, I'm not really a dog person. And it's weird the way I ended up with this dog, but now I've turned into that dog person. I'm not a dog person. I don't want to pet your dog. You know, I'm sorry, people. I'm, I know you all are hating me right now, but but I like my dog. You know, it's kind of like I, I hate kids, but I like my kids <laughs> type of thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And the same thing with Lenny. I might not like cats in general, but I adore him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just so, I don't know, he's just so special. So. Aw. Now you have to send me a picture of him. Yes, I posted it with the poem, but um, it's on my site, but I'll send it to you. Okay, that would be awesome. I my have Lenny. To see Lenny. I have to see yeah, Lenny. Yeah, my nephew. He's my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's everybody, funny. you can find me on Facebook, Anna Donovan, A-N-N-A-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. And I'd love to have you, and we can talk about each other's poetry and and just find resonance between us. And that's all it's all about, right? Exactly. But thank you for having me. Thank you. I so enjoyed reading on your show. So I look forward to it. We look forward to having you here. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Enjoy. You too, sweetie. All right. And uh, checking over in the chat room, I want to make sure that Jimmy knows that I was using that I hate kids as an example. I don't really hate kids. I'm not really fond of babies. Babies are kind of like pets. Until they start talking and stuff, you know, they're, they're just little wiggly things. Um so I do I do like kids better than I like babies. But you know, that was an example. You don't tell your boys anything. Auntie Nyla loves them. 
<laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area. I think this is Clarence. Area code six one five. Six one five. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Clarence. How are you doing? Hi, Clarence. It's so good to hear from you. I'm doing great. How are good you? Good to hear from you too. I'm doing well. Nice and quiet. I've already taken care of the thermostat for the old lady over here at the job, so I think we're good. <laughs> that was so kind of you. Um, yeah, until about a half hour from now when she's going to say she's too hot. You know, once we get old like that, I think we've earned our eccentricities. So yeah. I'm trying to give her a kiss perfectly. on the head and say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. So what do you have for us tonight? I have two of them. The first one is called Tiny Bubbles of Conspiracy, or is it? I don't know. Tell Not, us. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Snot bubbles. They drain upon my pillowcase. Central air conditioning trying to infiltrate. These are the ones I would not invite as I lay under this heat wave enduring these boogie nights. See what I did there? My voice sounds like Kurt Franklin as an old man. Come on! At least I'm not wearing the red dress and yoga pants. So wrong. On so many levels that I've fallen off my balance beam. Still trying to heal naturally without the CDC coming after me drastically. Too many main and too much of these side effects. I will not ask my doctor, who will give free samples of Viagra and Vicodin, so he can get paid handsomely under the table for what he prescribed. This is not me being paranoid or having these theories meant to awaken and conspire. I just know the rules of this foolish game. People try to be nutrisweet and murdering me underneath with aspartame. In my will and testament, you best believe that I will make it known that I'd better not be admitted by this system into a nursing home, living by the pills and dying by the porcelain throne, falling like Alicia Keys without any voice of my own, because in a sense, we're all demented and a little weird. This is what makes the world spin in my atmosphere. Can you hear? Me breathing through my mouth, got a breakthrough breakfast, breaking bad habits and preserve my immune system's brake pads. They are really squeaking. They're grinding more than R. Kelly at a Girl Scout meeting. You get the picture? Now it's time to enter REM sleep. Sweet dreams, people. That's that piece. <laughs> so I have to ask you, Clarence. The line in there, uh, like Alicia Keys, no voice of my own or her own. I'm not sure how that line went. Forgive me for butchering it. But where did that line come from? What inspired that line? Um, The line before it, living by the pills and dying by the porcelain throne. And I saw the I've fallen and I can't get up. So so use the word fallen. And then you thought of Alicia Keys' first hit song. Do you know that Alicia Keys is a spoken word poet as well as a singer? And she has no, a book of her that. poetry out. 
So your homework, my love, is to go onto YouTube and type in Alicia Keys, P-O-W, like prisoner of war. It's prisoner of words. It's a poem of hers they have on there that is absolutely incredible. I think you will love it. And so when I heard that line, it made me smile because I absolutely love her poetry. Jewel, who is also a singer, has an amazing book of poetry out called A Night Without yeah, Arms. I remember her with the poetry book. I didn't know Alicia Keys had one. Yep, she does. It's pretty good. I've got it. I'm looking at it on the shelf right now. <laughs> All right, definitely. So, yeah, check that out. But look up look up a poem on YouTube, POW. Okay, we'll do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll close the show with it tonight as well for you guys so you can hear it as well. All right, okay. darling. Are you going to read two? The next one. Yes. Okay, you know I have these titles. <laughs> so this one might get you. Um, it's called The Smear on My Toilet Paper That Is Him. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Peeping through my windows, the voyeuristic, narcissistic personality, self-proclaimed king of written prose and wordsmith genre, a compadre in battle that was deemed unnecessary, the accused plagiarist, Though I never bought into the belief, yet I witnessed the discomfort he brought to those not attracted to him, not attentive to him in their vicinity, the insecurity, the look-at-me vibe. As he turned an art form, a ministry into a business, drafting me into a faux production, fabrications about humility, his hunger increased, or the fame the harem being about that life to the point where he lost associations with confidants, those in his corner wanting nothing but the best. They believed in his message, never competitive or confining. So when they felt he and his words were controlling, they bowed out gracefully so he could be what he calls himself, not condoning the constant bombardment of his harassment towards women in a sexual matter. He's burned too many bridges. I saw that from a distance. With people I have kindred spirits, so I had to end it. Wishing him well as I walked in wisdom. It could have been me in prison if I kept on not listening. Now he's under contract and hoping to be hit. My localized fame, well, I can't criticize. It's his beginning. In peace. Wow. There's there's a, no wondering what you're thinking in that one. Yeah, based on a true story about five years ago. That was awesome. Thank you. Just 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 strong one one after another. That was awesome, Clarence. Uh, thank you very much, Nyla. You're welcome. Where they can find me? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Facebook dot com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. or the public group on Facebook is called the letter C, the word double, like single, double, triple, the number 34, music and friends. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart, and we will hear from you next week. I'm hoping that we will. 
Ouch. My whole thing just fell over right on top of me, you guys. But Clarence here saved me. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I did. Just like I turned up the thermostat. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I am kind of chilly right now. All right, See? sweetie. We'll talk to you next week, honey. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That totally just scared the heck out of me, you guys. It was like a landslide happening. Everything just shifted. All right. I am going to go ahead and give our next three callers so you have another heads up on who is coming up next. We have area code 702, 219, and 207. Let's go ahead and bring on 702. 702, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hi, Jimmy. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. I wasn't expecting to get on so quick. I'm in the middle of my dinner. Uh-oh, you want me to bring you back in in a minute? Nope, I'm good. <clears throat> okay. I have priorities, Nyla and then food. <laughs> so as long as I, I like have it. that right. We're <laughs> uh, yeah, we missed you last week. Um, you Don't leave us again. I'm sorry. We were. I, I'm telling you, we were lost. There were poets in the street. We were beaten on doors with canes, trying to find a place to read our poems, and it was just not was not a pretty sight. So you can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'll figure out a way. If I'm up in the mountains and I can't find you guys, we'll just do smoke signals. How's about well, that? Well, now, now, if you're in the mountains, that's okay because I told you the, the priorities. It's mountains, Nyla, food. So, <laughs> okay. Because I because I love the I love the mountains too. Um, I know. You know as Oh, it's just wonderful, and and wonderful for inspiration to, to write poetry as well. Um, as you know, uh, we did lose another poet this past week, um, Randy Hall. Randy Hall was uh, he was a good friend. He was one of the original. I, I, I you know there's it's kind of like the R gang, you know we were like the little rascals of poetry, you know, and you know who I'm talking about. There was that original group of us that started relatively small. And we built up, and, and, and several of us have, have kept ties, regardless of how active we've been. Uh, but Randy was, you know, he was one of the good ones. You know, he was, uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about what I would say about him, and I just thought, you know, he really was indicative of the same traits that, that and I guess it's just that whole thing of birds of a feather, you know, good people flock together. And, um, uh, you know, you, Lance, Dwayne, uh, Tammy, um uh, of course, Randy Hall. We were just talking about him. Um, Lord, the Lorries. Uh, so many um, were Todd Carter. Uh, just really uh, similar in in how down to earth and, and not putting on airs and, and and what you see is what you get. Um, and Randy was like that. Randy was probably even more like that because Randy was one of those archetype poets. Uh, I always fancied myself kind of that way, but he really was that way. You'd look at him and you would not, nothing about his appearance would scream poet. And and obviously we know appearances aren't, you know, whatever, but it, it's, it's true. And uh, he was just a good old boy, but when he wrote, he really had a wisdom uh, about him. He never rhymed, or at least not that I can remember. Um, and he always had something to say. Very smart man, very uh, very good poet. And he went by the name Mr. Demand back in the days, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And he actually, I was looking it up on the old Word Machinist site, 
he posted 366 poems on there. He was, I think, probably the third, more even more prolific than me. So I picked one out. I, I couldn't go through them all, um, but I thought this would be a good tribute to him. The poem that he wrote was Mr. Demand, Virgil Hall, also known as Randy. And the poem is called All is Right, W-R-I-T-E. I'm shedding words like tears, the alphabet tumbling down my face. They splash on the paper before me, the ink of my emotional distress. And it's called poetry or prose, an art form of human invention, celebrated and avoided at all costs. A cold lump of warm woe is me. Laugh and all the world is a joke. Cry and the world turns its head. Oh, how sad this lad of sensitivity doesn't know. That's not funny. It's my escape, our interlude, a mixing of turbulent thoughts, a shared disciplined ripping of mutual errant complaint. We share these doubts in common, but rarely point in their direction. They are way too hot to handle. So look the other way with me. With all of the courage I can summon, my pen distracts my salty, trembling ink. To perform the task of creative illusion, all is right. Shedding my words as tears. End poem. That, I think, was a very awesome one to pick to read. And he was an incredible person. He is an incredible poet, you know, along with the rest of those that we love so much that we've lost, he's never going to leave us. You know, he he leaves behind that legacy of himself, you know, the very core of him for us to still cling to and hold on to and share and share him. Um, you know, thank God. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, it's, it really, um, it, it's hard to say it without, being taken uh, whatever a different way but we it really is our immortality you know our words Mm -hmm. um will will go on and 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 they should Uh, um and i you know i read through the last um most recent 10 poems or so of his on on wordmachines.com and this is the one that it, it really did stand out um but as the other poets we lost he definitely will be missed um Okay, so now I wrote this one um, this past week. I had a burst of inspiration, I guess. I, I've been really slow on my output, and I've been completely okay with that. <laughs> Unlike the word machinist of old, it would crank out like five a day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I did write a few, and I I had a, a situation where. Um, a friend, and I'm, I'm, many of us are going through this, a, a friend, in this case it was actually a family member, uh, my brother-in-law, um, who kind of revealed who they really were within this past year. And, and, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and, I, it, and I've said it before, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care um, a whole lot about personal philosophies, but when you're mean-spirited and when you're just willing to... Um, kind of show your hand uh, of, of the person that you are that is not a nice person, um, then I can take exception to that. But 
that was the case, and I was going to, it was his birthday, and I was going to reach out anyway because I'm not like that. And I went to go do it, and he, I found he had unfriended me, and I, um, <laughs> it wasn't a big deal in a sense, but it was kind of like, are you, are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, you're the, you're this guy that has taken this completely crazy road. I mean, everything with this guy is as deep as you can get on the far, uh, uh, conspiracies, aliens, flat earth, whatever you want to say. And, um, and the racism and the little tidbits that are coming out, but it inspired this piece and it's, it's for him and, and for those like him. It's called All Along. Remember now who cast the first stone. Your ugliness will follow you inside. When future days find you there alone, remember the train you chose to ride. Your theories are all bent out of proportion with candlesticks and living underground. From compassion, you've chosen abortion. An empty forest tree fall makes no sound. You lack the mere ability to reason. Automaton with no independent thought. You'd wage civil war, the worst of treason, as long as you were never, ever caught. In your brain, the Evers lad had it coming, and Zanzinger was well within his rights. You'll stop those invaders as they're thrumming, because this is America, damn it, and you are white. Make no bones, you know how to play nice. Your facade could win an Academy Award. However, words were never your strong vice, so you'll stick to your guns, knives, and swords. Just where did you come from, originate? And how did I miss it and been so wrong? Like snakes beyond the garden gate. See, I think you've been with us all along. End poem. Wow. You know... I always tell people, be careful how you treat me, because you could be my next poem, and I will write you immortal. <laughs> Whatever I write about you, that will be your immortality. <laughs> and so as I'm listening to you read that piece, I'm thinking about that. Well, be, be careful how you treat him, because he'll turn you into a poem, and you will be immortal. <laughs> and I've done it a few mm-hmm. times. Um, yeah, I'm going to say this isn't the first time. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And, and But you know what? It's kind of nice that we have that. It's, it's kind of a quiet – well, what do they always say? Words are a sharper weapon than a sword. Um, mm-hmm. but, I don't, but I don't feel that. That's the whole thing, especially as I get older. I really don't poison myself with hate or I, – I, I, I see it for what it is. And if a spattering of words just kind of vents that out real quick, great. But I don't dwell on it. I don't. I feel, honestly, for these for for these people, I feel probably more pity than anything else. Um, but I also feel kind of betrayed because, uh, in in some of the instances, I just, you know, it's it's it's. You didn't know all this time. You knew and loved this person and took them in as your own, and you didn't know how they really felt inside until they felt comfortable enough to kind of let it out so um but you know like i said i'm not fucking around here <laughs> i mean I, I i i you know and i'm surrounding myself by the way you missed you missed the reface today i you know 
I usually get a plug on here, and you had to, you're this cool cyborg. Uh, you got to check it out. But uh, I'm a cyborg. <laughs> yes, it's uh, cyber art is the theme. So everybody's it just it's different forms of cyber art. It's, it can be I love my stuff, I love my zombie picture. I love the fact that I was dead in a zombie, but my tats my tattoos like still looked great. <laughs> and my boobs were awesome. You know, what yeah. more could you want if you were a zombie for your tattoos to look great and still have awesome boobs? Well, you know what? I run a tight ship like you do here, and no tab A into slot B, but boobs are okay. <laughs> Who doesn't like boobs? I mean, just the word is fun to say, really. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Well, now, listen, I'm going to let you carry on get some more poets on here. Um, I'm Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. Um, Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis. Uh, you can listen to my poems, ReverbNation.com slash Word Machinist. And I did make an interesting discovery on the old Word Machinist site, which I'm not paying for the domain anymore because it just I, I won't even go into detail on that craziness. Uh, but it can, it can be accessed at WordMachinist.Webs.com. And I think you can log in as a guest to read the poems. I'll have to double-check that. But for poets, well, you, I know you have some stuff on there, the Spirit Wild Days, of course, um, and and there's a ton of great poetry on there. Lance has a whole bunch. Uh, um, Jen and um, throw the link for that but, up on my page so people can find it easily. Okay, I want to make sure that they can go to it and actually read the poems, be able to log in as a guest and read the poems because I know otherwise you have to be a member and log in. But let me just double check that first, and once I confirm, I'll definitely do that. Okay, perfect. All right, Nala, love you, dear. You have a good night. You too, sweetheart. Give the boys and Missy a hug for me and tell the boys I love them so, 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 so much. I know you do, and I would never say any less. I was just messing with you. <laughs> and, and let them know that I just really bit my lip really hard saying that. <laughs> I will. I think I drew blood. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how much so-so's there were. <laughs> so, so, so many. All right, Jimmy. Thank you so much, honey. Love you. Great job tonight. All right. Let me see you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right. I really did bite my lip really hard, you guys. I cannot <laughs> even tell you. I just, uh Okay. Next caller. Let's get 219 on here. 219, you're on the air. Again, now how you doing? This is Brother O from East Chicago, Indiana calling in. Hi, Brother O. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. I'm having a great night tonight. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So what is going on with you? What are you going to share with us? I have this poem called, I Am Not Defined by My, li- by my Limitations. My dear brothers and sisters, we all have limitations in one area or another in our lives. However, we shouldn't allow people to define us by them. Limitations are defined as limiting rules and circumstances and putting restrictions on ourselves. Examples of limitations include restraints and constraints, checks and controls, clampdowns and obstructions, blocks, bars and barriers. Dampers and deterrents, hindrances and impediments, breaks, rings, and inhibitions. Limitations are also conditions of 
That means ability, defects, and phase. We also call them imperfections and flaws, shortcomings and weak, weak points, inabilities and incapabilities, vices, weaknesses, frailties, failures, disabilities, disadvantages, drawbacks, and deficiencies. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm the living example of not being defined by my limitations because they haven't stopped me from achieving what I set out to accomplish in my life. One with a congenital heart condition, diagnosis of speech impairment, door to open heart surgeries, placed in special education classes, spoke with a noticeable list in my childhood, classified as not being able to function on a social level. Classified as angry, hostile, and antisocial. Classified as an introvert. Classified as a loner who didn't know how to make friends. A classic underachiever who tried to gain acceptance by his peers. A C student when I graduated from high school. A very shy young brother was terrified to ask females out for dates. An intelligent brother was always overlooked and unnoticed. Endured numerous hospitalizations. Endured having numerous procedures. Had a stroke two years ago that still affects my short-term memory. Taking 12 medications a day. Despite all my numerous physical limitations, I have managed to graduate from both high school and college. Managed to be very self-sufficient and independent. Managed to have a very successful spoken word career in a thriving ministry which provides encouragement and inspiration to thousands. Man to serve as an usher and deacon at my church. Man to win numerous awards, including two national spoken word awards for overcoming the year. Man to have a steady relationship over the year, plus numerous other accomplishments, which I can I can I can name, but we I and plus numerous other accomplishments under my belt. My dear brothers and sisters, God has blessed you with special gifts and talents despite all your your unique limitations, wherever they may be. But remember this, don't ever allow yourselves to be, to be defined by them in form. Don't ever be defined. You choose your own labels, you know. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, Brother O. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. Fantastic job on that. Well, Are you going You going to read two for us tonight? Uh, let me, hold on. Let me get some. I got another one. This one is called Living Without Any Regrets. My dear brothers and sisters, in my 46 years of living, I have come to this universal truth. Don't ever live regrets for the rest of your life. I admit that I have made some foolish decisions and choices. I had no regrets whatsoever. I got into some crazy 
situations that I should not have got myself into when I was younger. But I had no regrets whatsoever. I admit that I was a fool in my younger days, but I had no regrets whatsoever. I was a classic underachiever, was always goofing off instead of concentrating on my academic studies. But I had no regrets whatsoever. I was a victim of bullying who got tired of people picking on in the streets. I had no regrets for standing up for myself whatsoever. I was once a proud woman, not as player, and who played on women's feelings and emotions, but I have no regret for transforming myself into a brother who was currently faithful, loyal, committed exclusively to one woman since last year. I struggled with self-doubt. I've had no regrets in having an abundance of confidence and belief in myself. I once had the desire to have a family. However, I had no regrets whatsoever choosing not to have any children of my own. I aspired to have a career as a professor. However, I have no regrets whatsoever choosing to be a writer and pursuing it as a career. I showed with on this rejection. I've had no regrets in choosing my forensic care and learning the importance of the quality of my friendships and relationships. I once struggled with self-doubt. Oh. And, uh, brothers and sisters, whatever you may be going through, whatever you may be facing, remember this. We all made mistakes. We all made poor choices. But don't ever live with any regrets in porn. Never do regrets. I think that's the, that's the um, that's like probably one of the, the saddest words ever invented. Regrets. Yes, it is. I can live with the embarrassment of doing something crazy, but can I live with the regret of not? Right. And which one's going to be easier to live with? I'd rather do something <laughs> notorious and and crazy than to keep that boring memory of not doing it. What if I had have done it? Type of thing. I think we should all right. we should all live that way. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Welcome. Appreciate so much you sharing it. So, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother Guest. Uh, I have uh, nominated again for a National Sports Award Award. Overcome the year again, and uh, I post a lot of inspirational things, motivational things. Uh, just check, check out my page. And, uh, and as always, thank you for support every week. Appreciate you so much. And are we going to talk to you next week, Brother L? Uh, maybe, yes. Perfect. All right. We will see you then. 
All right, you guys. Our next caller, it comes from area code. <laughs> area code, when, did I do the next three? Let's do the next three. We have 207, 832, and 216. Those are our next three callers. So 207, you are on the air. Hello. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. This is Tammy. Mhm. I'm doing good. Um, I've been I, I broke down all your prompts, so I'm going to be working on that this week, and I'll have something for you next week. That'll be awesome. I cannot wait. I love it when people bring back their homework. Yeah. I had to write it down fast. Well, the show's archived, so you can always go back and, ouch, listen, I really bit my lip hard, you guys. I'm not even kidding. It really hurts. <laughs> you can always go, it's like, I got to give myself a fat lip. You can always go back to the archives and listen to the first 15 minutes of the show and get them written down then. I should post them each week with the week that they coordinate with instead of doing them a couple weeks behind like I do. But. Well, I got a hold of you. You repeated them a few times, so I got them. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> so well, what are you going to treat us to tonight, love? Um, I'm going to read, I don't know if I can read two or not, but the first one I'm going to read is called Luella. Okay. All right. Luella. She stood in the doorway of the dilapidated farmhouse wondering where time had gone. Panoramic view, the pasture, the barn, the thin horses all bring her no pleasure like they once had. Luella, a warrior's name, believed herself to believed herself a creator of great things. Now seasons calls recalled her youth when time was of no measure and neither were consequences. She contemplates how she ever got here, why she gave in when there was so much living to do, so many dreams to embark, giving up for the security she feels foolish, hopeless, disappointed in herself. Disenchanted destiny. Days filled with hot stoves and hard labor, waiting for him to be ready to pay her at least a moment's attention. She cries, standing there, wanting, needing more, knowing her pleas are cast on deaf ears and even colder, older hearts. Oh, sweet Luella, what a fine mess you have created. Believe in yourself in need when all you required was faith. Lost are the days of yore when beauty had its way. A maiden thought to be perfect, charming, and wise. You could have been anything. Yet here you are, making the worst what was a good situation. 
she dries her tears, turns, sees their health in all its weather. With a deep breath inhaled, she walks to the desk and begins to write. I am unhappy, unworthy. I am incapable of going on. So I leave you with this. I am sorry. I was a foolish child. In their carriage, she made her escape. In the middle of nowhere, anywhere is better. With hope, the warrior lives. End poem. That was intense, Tammy. Thank you. You are welcome. Like, incredibly intense. Edge of the seat. I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> Are you going to read two, love? Yes, um, if I can, yeah. Please. Uh, this one is called Poetic Madness, and what I did was I took some lines from different poets and created one piece. And uh, it's a little bit Oscar Wilde in there, Poe, Lord Byron, Cohen, a little bit of everybody in it. Okay, it's called Poetic Madness. I ponder who I am, if I should be someone else other than me. Then I think beyond the query, everyone else is taken. A variety of minds about me, all unsettled, screaming. With whom may I find peace? A truer self, I beseech. But then again, I implore. What is with insanity I marvel when all my hues garishly flow? Insanity is not so macabre. Become, becoming exhilarating, the crack where the light shone. Everything is feasible, every me agreeable. Even in pain, existing art, voices I wish not part. Infinity I hold within, eternity my daintiest, my dimmest, hours I adore in secret shadows, where hammers shape and sorrow is knowledge. My mind, the tumultuous landscape, vomiting, maddening beautitudes, where words are turned to ink to make people think, and so it goes on. So, Tammy, those are all lines from poems from famous poets. No, they're not all lines. There's lines incorporated in Incorporated into it, in, in with your own. Yes. I thought that was flipping amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love it. I love it when people there. do that when they when they find things that inspire them, and you know most people won't do that because they think it's wrong. You know, as long as you accredit the poet to the poem, you know you can sit and write collaborations with classic poets all day long. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely other poets in there, ones that I admire. I love Poe. I love Poe Byron. You know, and I just took a little bit of what I've read from them and what I admire from them and put it in there. Have you ever heard the the poem by Poe called Alone? 
I have not. I've that is like that absolutely my favorite poem by him. I'm going to look and see if I have it on the board. If I have it on the board, I'm going to play it real quick. Hang on. And I do. It's a minute and 13 seconds, so bear with me, folks. This is Listen to the words on this one. This is my very favorite Poe poem, and I think it is like one of the most... I, I relate to this poem, much, poem so much, and I think any all of us as creative people will find ourselves in these words. So I've got it it's kind of a, up now. Kind of a cool one to listen to. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Balls of Wisdom Alone by Edgar Allan Poe From childhood's hour I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source I have not taken my sorrow. I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. And all I loved, I loved alone. Then in my childhood in the dawn of a most stormy life was drawn. From every depth of good and ill, the mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, from the red cliff of the mountain, from the sun that round me rolled in its autumn tint of gold, from the lightning in the sky as it passed me flying by, from the thunder and the storm and the cloud that took the form, when the rest of the heaven was blue, of a demon in my view. That is absolutely my favorite Poe piece because I think that all of us as creative souls feel that disconnect. We never look at things the same as other people look at them. We are never walking through the same world that they walk through, and we feel that very deeply. I think it's one of the reasons we write, so we can try to share the way we see the world with people that don't see it that way. So, yeah, I hope you like that one. I love that. That was really nice, and I have actually heard some of those lines before. They quote that one a lot. It's not a very. It's not his most. They. I mean, a lot of people know if they never even heard of that poem. But yeah, you do hear those those lines, in quotes yeah. and things. But that. So that's where that's from. Yeah. Wonderful. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing. You are welcome. I'm so glad I just happened to have it. You know, you'd think this was planned, but no, just happened to have that in the, on the studio. We did it. Did it for a Halloween show. We played some Poe. So yeah, it's on there. Tammy, tell everyone how they can shower you with hugs and loves and poetic kisses. <laughs> well, you can find me on Facebook under Tammy Hendricks Poetry, Facebook.com, Tammy Hendricks Poetry, and over at WordPress under Tammy L. Hendricks.wordpress.com. Perfect. All right, and we will see you next week. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. All right, Tammy. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you do. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Why do I have to be on the air? Who said I wanted to be? Because it's your turn and I said so. 
Hey, Soldier Blue. Hey, baby. How you doing? You know, you you call in. You you pick up the phone. Your fingers dial the number. You sit there on hold, and then you always act so surprised when I I bit my tongue again. God damn it! Oh, I am not having a good time with this retainer. Let me tell you guys. Ow! You make it being a smartass. Hey. <laughs> but, but you always act so sur. How oh, I did it again! So surprised when I bring you on the air. <laughs> Hi, Soldier Blue. Hey, how you doing? I'm so did doing you have awesome. fun where, where, wherever you were yes, uh, last week? And, last and, and week was a trip? fast and furious trip. I, I flew to Colorado, yeah. jumped in a car yeah. with my son's mother-in-law, and drove her back to Oregon because they are moving here. And she could not drive uh, herself. So that's what I was doing. It okay. was like an emergency. I have to do this trip. So it was oh, I fun. I, it was it so was you, a bad you, trip, but did you do like Chevy Chase and strap her in the in the uh, rocking chair on top of on top of the uh, station wagon? <laughs> no, but I will tell you what you know. She tried to you know we were we were driving and she tried to tell me well I'm just this feeble old lady and then we stopped yeah. at gas at this little town that's having this festival right. It's having like mm-hmm. a, a small town wide yard sale, a parade, and a Saturday market thing. And so we stopped at this antique shop, and she gets out of the car. And mm-hmm. in this rocking chair, there's a man, big, you know, big old, big old country guy standing there, and, and there's a, this paddle in this rocking chair. And she reaches out and picks up the paddle and grins at him and spanks her bottom a couple times. Oh, and he no. grins at her and then gives her, like, this bouquet <laughs> of, of peacock feather flowers. And she got back in the car, and I told her, feeble old lady, my ass. <laughs> and she goes, well, sometimes it works. <laughs> <laughs> that was my trip hey, home. <laughs> I heard that. I got that one. Yeah. So what's going on with you, love? You sound like you're in a great mood. You're never well, in a great mood, but you sound good tonight. Yeah. Let me put it that way. I know you're never well, in a great mood. Yeah. Well, I I get there, but it's just not. It's just more like some some nice smooth plateaus rather than any yeah. kind of. Peaks and valleys, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, it's 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 like I'm reading like four books at the moment, and not to make anything much of that because it's really, you know, it's just it's just what I do. Um, but it's just a case of, for you know, with those uh, kind of as a background, even, you know, a lot of the more current things that I'm seeing come across. Uh, the news wires in terms of, you know, native uh, issues and so forth, it, um, they all kind of, like, uh, they're, they're forming a nice coherency is the best way I can say it. Because, I'm, because in terms of, you know, the, 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 the kinds of things that I'm learning from these books, it, it really is helping me to even more so than before, uh, sharpen up some of the, the uh, insights that I'm getting from these particular, you know, the, the various things that are going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying that part of it because it's definitely not, not some epiphanal, you know, you understand me, but definitely some, some nice aha moments, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I like that. And uh, this this uh, first P 
piece will definitely feed right up into that. And it's uh, called Inse. And in my people's language, that means face. <coughs> Your face in smoke on the horizon forever reigns. Wisps of spirit and spite, the smoke of ages and flames, shorts it. Doctrines of life expressed through prayers never written. Dreams deep as water, like medicine dropped upon water. Twisted oak, ceremony and exercise of the twisted. Rain dances anyway, no need to bring it as if coaxing were necessary. We see it in the high depth of sensation, the rubble fixtures of dry rot and drought. Killers remain faceless behind their insatiable greed for graveyard honey, a heady mix, mold, transfusion never created by insects, industry of agriculture or honeyed tripe, Surprise! Look what we found beneath arable soil behind door number three at residential school site number 423. 227 unmarked graves of graduates of the slogan Kill the Indian, Save the Man. Time and tide have left nothing untouched, creating a blackened state of mind. Anybody paying attention saw what occurred, saw the native contribution to the 4th of July. Emancipation by decimation, extermination, nite, annihilation. We believe in the free by our will to remain unobjectified by myth legend or stereotype the colors that run down the sides of an eternal face face black with grit of abuse and suicide ah the quirks of horizon we are not deceived the dust of all fathers is in our blood the death of our children is an outrage and what do we hear from the latest authority of indigenous ministry, Canada? We were just trying to do the right thing. What? Heat from the sun changes nothing, and we are inspired by ancestral survival. Wamomshete on red earth. Artisans in clay insist on patience. Silver work skill takes time. Indigenous slavery labor from the mines. Spun wool unto weaving requires focus. The studied effort of crushed fingers. Painted signs, ledger art, robes of vast winter counts. Almost an abyss. Bathe, winter's times, nine sets of century remind us of the need 
for intent. Morph evolution becoming the example of what it means to be of the people, shattered space, no air. Understanding brings its own misery, and we make use of the blood tears left to us from the countless pantheons, ghostly practice we have had ad nauseum of sidestepping the formal practice of continued holocaust. Drago, the sacred will pull us through. We have seen black cloth and woven seams, the lands you left under us. We have seen by divine sight and weary experience your designs upon what's left that over bones you might claim glory in the name of slavery was never much of an issue it was the driving force to make empty the lands we had ever known depopulation mechanized system of war to renew, refresh the original alternative energy source. Us, we, anyone darker than the most northern lateral, wasn't that it? Assorted forms and rationales used for the desired ends. A face appears upon the dire horizon. And gorged in flames, smokeless, lidless, superheated, breathless. We know you now. The tresses of our earth, ashes smoldering and still. You want more. So we hung a flag upside down. Your signal of distress, and we thought you would recognize that, which you did. Your professionals putting in an appearance wearing guns, badges, and a license to kill Indians. They arrested four native sisters. Your laws, bidden rights, were never for us. Hell, you don't, didn't even recognize us as citizens of our own continent until 1924, making us the OGs of dual citizenship. Dimes in eyes mean nothing anymore as intelligence becomes a dim-lit corridor only a few still adept and adroit can follow. Dimes, lines, lies, betrayals, smiles, and conversation. Red bud tree, sacred ash for face paint. A Judas tree. The pained evidence of betrayal for a killing. We are still here. Aggie thoughts it. Defiance, not abasement. We're alive and free to choose free will. Of my own free will. We shatter ignorance with the remnants of the face remade, one that no one remembers to forget. Fourth of you lied. No forgiveness for your debtor's expense. We do not grant you leave to set it aside. Fourth of your continued lies. Our faces, our unrepentant eyes ask no forgiveness. No quarter. We continue along the sacred lines of our journey. We are the ghost road born. 
And we are always walking our way home. I thought that was phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, it, it's, there's always a, you know, people always talk about, you know, this country being the greatest country in the world and, you know, being so appalled at the atrocities that we see other countries doing or other leaders doing across the world. And we forget, you know, we forget all of our sins. You know, we forget everything that we've done. You know, just recently I was reading, I saw a TV show and I've been doing a lot of reading on uh, trying to get things that were stolen from the different tribes, you know, their their ancestral items, their their bows, their drums, their you know their their blankets, their claws, their their calendar, the picture calendars. Forgive me, I don't know the word. Um, but you know what I'm talking about? Getting all of those artifacts that were taken from them, their pieces of their history, and giving it back to them. I think that one of the most horrible things that we as a people have ever done is not just to steal a people, but to steal their soul. And we did that by trying to assimilate. You know, how many languages, how many tribal languages, original, how much history is totally lost because we couldn't handle the differences. You know, I think there's so much of a lesson that needs to be learned there, and we need to take our, take account. You know, none of us were alive when that happened. None of us did that. But it's the foundation of what our country is built on, and we need to recognize that, and we need to do things to mend a culture that our ancestors destroyed. You know, I'm, I would really love to see funds, and I think someday that that's going to happen. I think it's going to take a bit of a quote-unquote uprising which is long overdue, to start having funds put into things like researching and doing better recording of trying to relearn some of the things that were stolen and some of the things that were lost, and especially getting some of those things back to the tribes so that they can have their own museums, their own history, so they can be proud of their way of life instead of having it paraded around like a bauble that, you know, great uncle George found somewhere, you know, traded for a bottle of whiskey or some freaking pony beads. You know, those mm-hmm. things need to go back to the tribes. They need to go back to create and recreate the history for their young people so their young people know oh, sure. their past, know what they should be proud of. I don't know if you've been reading much about mm-hmm. that, but that's something I'm pretty oh, passionate yeah. about. <laughs> I've been reading up and reading up and with that a long time. One of the more recent uh, things that I thought was just really a good um, gesture was that there was a pipe, a sacred pipe that had been put up on auction, and it had a special meaning to the the people. And I can't, uh, it's been a while since I've looked at the story, so I, I can't give all of the details, but the gist was that the person who ended up buying that uh, sacred pipe, and if I'm not mistaken, it had a connection to the uh, Sioux uprising in Minnesota, which was didn't they buy it to return it? 1863. Well, that's what that's what ended up happening. The guy who the guy who ended up uh, with it at the end of the auction returned it to the people. 
So that by itself was a huge thing. Because I want to be remembered as that person. Prayer. You know? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing was that there would be, you know, the one of the prime uh, uh, requisites that you know was was to go along with that sale was just the simple fact that that person remained anonymous. They did not want their name shown with any regard to that that particular um, action. They they wanted it to be of the people. So you know, I I've got in my cool. hand. I'm actually holding it in my hand right now, Soldier Blue. A mm. little plastic box I found in my great grandpa's things, and. It's a string of beads, and it's strung on human hair. And the little tag that's on it, it says, Indian beads given by Umatilla to me at Unity, Oregon in 1897 when they came to remove the body of the Indian girl who died on the Murray Ranch and was buried wrapped in skins in the trees there. Wow. That's the little note that's attached to this, this. And I've been trying to get a hold of, I've been calling the Umatilla Preservation of tribal offices and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to talk to somebody about this. I mean, it's got kind of a, a weird history. These were given to him as a child, yeah. you know, by somebody who came there to do that. You know, I want to know what that story is. But more than anything, they are strung on human hair. So it'd be really cool to yeah. be able to have someone do the DNA on that and see if they can trace through DNA what family line these came from, who they belong to. I mean, I would love to be able to hand this to somebody, even though it is a piece mm. of my history for some reason. You know, somebody, that's not a gift you give away lightly. No. A necklace strung on human hair. You know, there had to have been some pretty cool reason that somebody saw to give those to my great-grandfather. You know, so sure. I, 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 but I wish I knew what it was. But even more, how would it be for me to be able to hand this to somebody and say, you know, these were given to my great-grandfather and they come from your family tree. I want to give this back to you so that they can hold in their hands the hair of their ancestor, you know, the bees that were strung by their hand. I mean, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No so I'm, doubt. Trying, I'm trying, that's my, my thing I'm working on. Oh, yeah, Everybody. no, that, that's a good endeavor. That's a good endeavor. Definitely. So, are you going to read? Did, was that your second one? Did you read two uh, already? Oh no, no, I've, I've got, I've got the other one right in hand. Awesome. And it, it, uh, it, it's the the one. It, it's a, it, uh, it's, it's got some, it's got flavor to it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, I'm not going to go too far into it because it, it'll, it'll unfold itself uh, as I get to the end anyway. But um, it's uh, this one is uh, called Water Has Memory. Water has memory. Water sleeps amongst the silken reeds of cobalt and onyx. The sounds of darkness. Oh, Oh, I forgot to say. I, I'm sorry. I have to. I do have to break in though. Uh, this is this one is a what I call a triple threat, meaning it's got English, Spanish, and Osage uh, for language in here. So just uh, here and on the table there. I'm going to start it again. Water has memory. Water sleeps amongst the silken reeds of cobalt and onyx, the sounds of darkness. Oh, Shabe. Las lágrimas de la calle que se caiga como lluvia hoy 
es la música tocada para un espíritu que es subiendo. Music playing is for a spirit ascending, rising as if smoke upon the breath of a prayer. Entro. They tell us we cannot survive the distance. We know they lie. Nombe. Hands become motion, ocean waves urged on by loved ones, primary fortune, primal, primal people, observable skills. Shock waves from lands in, prairie fires, deception. Oh, yeah. The rain will come. Water has memory. Nigak. Knows how to save a life. Death watch over words. Everything is ready for interment. The slain laid low to make salt to ensure the next growth of. Rivers run south under all that is earth. Moninga, yes. Life's blood, mystery. Water has memory. Dragoine. We remember our sacred stones. You cannot hold us. We fear invisible lines. Already we slide away upon a wealth of dreaming. La futura que viene. The future of a mesmerizing yesterday. Today's inedibles, roots, minerals, liquids, metals of earth, well being. Water has memory. The blessings shall be ours. Slow motion rising, non-native disconnect. So obvious, but you can't even tell when nature's coming right at you with a hammer blow. Sermons of stone, symbols of the peace, the serenity you blather on about, though you've never had it. Why? Because it has no net gain. You will be bound, shackled to the raiments of your flame. Boy, that nucleic reaction you're so proud of. Yeah. Pride before the fall, remember? Water stains of radioactivity, bones grown brittle, bitter with death. Foam drenched, sodden, their forms shall squeeze you into their folded irony. Smoke, ashes, shorten, quote, Wolves attack the high beams that thrust at their annihilation. Nite. Oh, water has memory. Remembers all that has passed through her stored particulates like sifted sand and joined in life. Erictus clutch musculature and death at the river's side. Remember the animus river? We shall see it happen. Old Crow will guide us as we sing of truth and understanding. Oh, water has memory. And afterward, I could tell you I have written better, but this one is my favorite. Should I 
die with this upon my lips, it would be well. And I would smile as I walk into eternal sunshine. The sunrise that dies not. Sure. It is done. And water has memory. And peace. Absolutely phenomenal. You know... I love you dearly, and you and I have been friends for so long. But I also want you to know what an honor I feel being able to have a chance to know you, to hear your words, to learn from you, to see what you do. It is it is an honor for me to have you in my life. I want you to know that. I think so, so highly and so deeply for you. You know, you know, and what you do is very important. Thank you. I'll do my best. Thank you for that, Nyla. No, it's not been any kind of an easy path for me. Uh, Mm -mm. Think of everything that we've been through. We've known each other since before this show was on the air. Oh, I know. And I remember this times in other states when you and some other folks helped me to not follow through with where I was going at that point. Yep. And um, so I I know I, I don't speak about it a lot. Yeah, but I feel like I owe you guys a a debt of gratitude as well. People are put into our lives for a reason. And sometimes people are put into, well, all the time. But, you know, sometimes some of us have a very special reason for being here. And there's nobody else doing with such passion what you are doing. So if not you, then who? You know, the world, everyone says, you know, I'm just one person. How can I change the world? Every single thing that brings change starts with one thought, a couple words. They all, everything starts somewhere. So one person is constantly initiating change in this world. And I think your voice is going to be one of those people. And I thank you for it. Thank you, Ms. Tyler. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, that I've walked out from some of those scars. Chick stick scars, remember that? Ha <laughs> 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 Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the groups, that, or one of the books that I'm reading right now is a uh, grouping of 80 medicine plants that's gathered together by uh, a native academic. Uh, of the uh, Taro Umara people, and I'm not sure how many people are familiar with them, but they're well known as, as I mean, ex- I would have to say extreme long-distance runners, where they would literally run hundreds of miles uh, with a message from one village to another. And 
Uh, they were known for that uh, in the desert lands of Mexico. And again, he, like I say, he scattered together 80 medicine plants into one volume. And I am really enjoying just going through it and and seeing what seeing how he talks about all of those various things. It's been a good that that by itself has been a good journey, along with everything else I'm doing right now. I won't take any more time. I know I've probably probably kind of lapped into things, but. You can find me on Facebook uh, under Rape Wild, and in parentheses, you'll see uh, Soldier Blue as well. Um, you can find me on Dead Earth, the one podcast. And I've had to, I, I've, I'm going to uh, adjust what I've been saying about it because I, I've been saying, you know, like written together all like one word, but actually what I've found is if you separate the words, basically just capitalizing each one, Red Earth One. That will actually get you there faster to um, to the podcast. So I wanted to make sure I said that. Very cool. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah, but I've already got two more uh, half finished, so they'll be ready to go by then. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, and we will talk to you soon, sweetheart. I love you, Jim. I love Bye-bye, sweetie. Right. All right. Our next caller, area code two one six. Dun 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 dun. Pan Two one six. You're on the air. You're on the air. <laughs> hey, Mama. Hi. I got a, a riddle for you. Okay. How long should you hold a cunt underwater before they realize they are cunt? How long? What? <laughs> How long? Did you hold a cut underwater before they realize they are cut? Before, how long do you hold it underwater before they realize they're cut? They no, they're a cut. Re- how long? Do- oh, how long do uh, did you just say the c word? Yeah. I want you to know I love that word. I don't know if I could say it on the air, but I love that word. I have learned to embrace that word. I, I have claimed that word and taken ownership of it, just so you all know. It played a big part oh, in my oh, past. Oh, so. Oh, so you, oh, so you like people that act like that? Huh? So you, you probably wouldn't hold them underwater, do you? I mean, you probably let them go free. Not that act like that. Not that act like that. The word itself. The actual okay. word itself. I don't know but the answer to that. How long do you have to hold them underwater before they know? Or do they never know? They never know. Okay. I don't want to get in trouble, but I got a friend on the line. I've been holding my piece so long, I lost. It kept going off the page. So I want to introduce you to Jawanza. Jawanza, this is my daughter, Nyla. This is her program. She's been on for 14 years, and we love poets over here. Hello. I'm going to let you speak close. It is good to meet you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. Yes. My name is Jawanza Aminu. I'm also known as Sehu, the unapologetic goddess worshiper, and Anthelene Prime is a pen name of mine. I'm going to be reciting a poem 
tonight that I've written called we can't we can't hear you real well right now so if you can readjust the phone okay. or something because I want to make sure we can hear you okay okay is this better that's much better okay good. just a moment here I have to pull it up okay yeah we kind of lost our point but while he's pulling that up I'm going to get mine to stay here. Mm-hmm. I just got it all over. It keeps leaving. And you got to keep pulling them back up on the page. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting one. You gave us a, a prompt a while ago, Nyla. Mm-hmm. Not a while ago, a long while ago. <laughs> um, uh, we had to do something about clowns. Uh-huh. And so... I did my clown prompt, and it actually won a contest. And so when I was looking for my poem, not this poem, this is like a haiku, it says, uh, this is just a quick notice to let you know that your poem, The Clowns, for the contest is one that's being featured on Poetry Soup's homepage. And um, to congratulations. And then it's like, it's like a little haiku, it goes, you had a likeness, and you said you were scared of clowns. Mm. Yes. You remember that? Yes. And it said, um, <laughs> that once there was a clown in a circus whose clowns knew not of their purpose, none laughed at their tricks, nor their slaps or their kicks, because nuns hate suckers and ruckus. And that's the uh, haiku or poem, whatever it is, that won the contest. <laughs> Congratulations on that. That is awesome. It's that old. is phenomenally old. cool, wonderful, super duper. Joanza, you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Again, this poem is called A Word With You. A Word With You. Now so long overdue that I find we spilling ourselves over into the wee early portions of the comic dawn. The toast of lyrical liquors. I find you, the pour of post-party conversations. We each disturb the flavor within a glass of good vibrations. The breathe of solicitous sensations that were last night's temptations all night and the never ever parting of anything but lips until the sea of early morn. The wet of fingertips and tongue that never meet. A nakedness that reveals and leaves so much more to see than skin deep. Yet, we not indeed remove its clothes and enjoyed aftermath and explored afterthought in the aftermath of mental stimulants. The scent of intellectual toxicants that have their own depth and level of touch. We are both yawning so much, but we just can't seem to let go because there's no boredom on the border of our fascination as it flows between the go-between. Now caught between these eyes and lips, this breed of nose, a compose of a verbal kiss, a word that wills itself to surrender itself in a seductive exchange of thought, a word with you. 
and that's that piece. Mm. I love that the passion that shows in that, and it's a young passion. It's a naive is not the word I want to use, but a naive passion before the passion is sucked out of us. You know, the way that that was presented, the way it was talked about, had that urgency, had that rush in the words. It was incredible. Thank you. I am beguiled. That was totally dope. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time. I, the first time I got to hear him, I wanted to save it to hear at the same time. I heard it, so that's my first oh. time hearing it. Hearing it. Well, you you can hear this poem. Actually, it's set to a recording, uh, a jazz instrumental, and it's on my page called Pantherium Prime at Bandcamp.com. Awesome. Are you going to read two tonight, honey? Well, you know, I can recite down this is very, very short poem. Um, okay. That I did, I wrote this when I was 15. Turn back towards the microphone. We can't yeah, we you. can't hear you real well again. Okay, is that better? Yes. It is. Okay. This is a very short poem called Tinted Eyes. I see the world through tinted eyes. I taste the winds of bitter skies. Can't run from these tears that fill my face. Find my state of mind misplaced. In Paul. Great poem. Great poem. Yeah, I was back when I was 15. Great poem. Yeah, thank you. It was indeed. All right, now tell us again how to find you, baby. Yeah, you can find me at Pantherion, that's P A N. T-H-E-R-I-O-N Prime, P-R-M-I-M-E, at Bandcamp.com. Very cool. And now that you've found your way here, now that Mama's brought you here, I'm hoping that you will Mm -hmm. come back and share more with us and let us get to know you better through your words. And it was an absolute pleasure having you on tonight. Yes. My pleasure to be here. Awesome. Yes, he's adopted, so he'll be coming back either on his own or with me, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Mama, do you want to read oh, real quick? Yeah, I have I have a poem to read, but it's really hard to read it because the phone just keeps jumping around. And Facebook messed up my poem um, mm. because they they moved it. And should have just like they said, well, you didn't get enough, you didn't share it enough, or some crazy stuff. So, I mean, what? So what? I mean, where, where's my point? Oh, it's, it's all messed up. But depending on the promises of the week, short tongues speak, while soft smiles ensure strong regrets. Regrets of promises never kept. Obligations that were never met, yet when I take a check, I see illusions of paid debts. The bill says I still owe. The principal is still high. Once again, I cry, ashamed, but I put my trust back into the facts of the unstable, mere man, a man who is also incapable, incapable of being faithful. 
They lag. Can't even carry the weight of a book bag. Tongues speak while false mouths ensure strong regrets. Regrets of promises never kept. Obligations that were never met. And when I take a check, I see illusions for paid debt. They lag. Can't even carry the weight of a book bag. So I take my cards off the table and give them to a God that is able. And that's false security. And wow. it's all messed up because I can't find the rest of the poems that goes with it. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep trying to work on it to get it together. And then my second piece would be how to write a love poem. Mm-hmm. How to write a love poem. Clueless people speak of sex. How can you write a poem about beautiful things without mentioning rainbows and birds and butterflies and blue skies with fluffy clouds? Some write about children playing and laughter, chasing bubbles that are floating from the dime store soap bottles with rings that you blow in and it costs under 10 cents. Decent content. Now, how to write a sex poem. Clueless people speak of perversion and they think we are impressed with their jaded tales when we know not at all a sex form. Is it enjoyable for us to hear their perverted bragging about gulping and gagging? Mm-hmm. Created thoughts with no thoughts. Defining desires to be defiled. Clean water flowing from your dirty stream. I don't think I'm so convinced your spoken word may not be yours as you are known to repeat what I once said or what they once said. Perhaps to say it in a different way so it's okay because God has already written that poem and I realize it's hard to mention anything in a poem that it's not already been conceptualized in words. But just like the creator, I leave room for you to be creative with your bubbles. And I'm about too deep. I'm about to be too deep to be shallow. Peaceful, peaceful poems don't need trouble. Peaceful poems don't need trouble. God loves poems. He don't need a double. Mm. That's it. Mm, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I get tired of people I, writing these stupid poems about, they call it love poems and be so so jaded and nasty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. what? It was not a love poem. Yeah. Wow. 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 Great job, Mama. Yeah, very much so. Pulled me in. We need to have him. He needs to be hosting the show. I'm just going to be quiet. He's doing awesome. Well, let let him host the show because I love his voice. And um, (laughs) I'm about about to adopt him. Yeah. I actually used to have a show on Blog Talk called Pantherian Speaks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we used to do uh, early morning, Sunday, noonday libations. 
and it was great. We had a circle of poets that we would do a round, you know. We'd do several rounds before the hour was done, and everybody would read a piece. Wow. It was really good. How long ago was that? This has been like 2019 was the last time we did a show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll be coming back. We'll be coming back for sure. It's a lot of fun doing these, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. We had a cast Uh, because (laughs) I also also produce um, poets' uh, poetry. I set them to music, sometimes, you know, popular songs that are, that have instrumentals and, you know, the poets do a poem and I'll choose music to put it to. And I've released a couple of albums on uh, the Bandcamp page. Okay. Myself and also of them. I have features of other people's stuff. Well, don't ask me, Mama, where do you find these people? Because I don't know. I just like the universe that sends me the greatest people. <laughs> so I'm just tickled, tickled, tickled. So now here he is with me and Nyla, so we're happy. Yeah. I, I've actually uh, enjoyed uh, Vicky's uh, poems from afar, you know. So it was inevitable that we meet. It was inevitable. What was the name of the poem? I forget. I just, I knew oh, I was just. To my, to my okay. I was just floored by it, floored by your, uh, I don't know, your down-to-earth, your earth yeah. even. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like the true Taurus you are. No, Aries. Uh, my my oh, sister's a Taurus. Right. Yeah. I'm Aries the Ram, and I don't give a damn about the people in the world. Yeah. Just going yeah. down. The 20 kids, I'm Aries 1. Remember, the 7. Yeah. Aries I'm seven. the Taurus. That's the Taurus. My, my, my daughter's a Taurus, my father's a Taurus, my mother's a Taurus, and my best friend, your auntie. See, that's Stevie, where he must be getting the, all the Taurus vibes from you, because we all, right. yeah. Yeah. Nyla is my daughter. I got a granddaughter that's a Taurus, my best friend's a Taurus, my father's a Taurus, and my mother's a Taurus. I got all these bulls I had to deal with, and I'm just a little ram. Yeah. So <laughs> I could deal with all these yeah, but you're wiry. Yeah. You know, we're we, we're big and cumbersome, and you yeah. just run circles around us. So don't even say I was just yeah. this little ram. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know how to I know how to back gate though. <laughs> a, a, a ram is nothing but a lamb with horns. Right, I'm so sweet. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah, but you butt heads. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. that's why I, I butt kick the back with my back legs. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I see a collaboration yeah. coming on here, don't I? Yeah, but you're going to be in it, too, because you started. Yeah. yeah. I'm the instigator. That's that's my role. I fulfilled <laughs> my role. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Okay. So I hope we don't have any points behind us, because, you know, I don't want to buy me much and my new guest and myself. Yes, we do have poets behind you. Well, let, let us go, because it's not our fault. We love you, <laughs> and we're going to... Go back to the shadows and listen to the rest of the program. Oh, I love the way my mama throws me under the bus. I love you, mama. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming here and sharing with us tonight. And I and and Jawan's. I I don't know if I'm going to get your name right. What's how do you pronounce it again? Jawan's like Kwan. Did I get it right? Yeah, Jawan's. Yeah, Jawan's. I got it right. I'm so proud of me. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah, perfect. 
<laughs> Most awesome. people mess it up. They call me Joanna Man, everything but Joanna. Joanna, make sure you come back next next uh, next week because my daughter really she really is enjoying your company. You're not gonna get her in trouble. Mm-hmm. She got poets, they're gonna be moonlighting her. So we gotta solve that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Great job. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next couple of callers we have coming up so you have an idea. I do want to let area code 714 know that you are not in the lineup. So There we go. Thank you, 714. We got you. All right, so our callers, our call list as it stands right now, we've got 43 minutes to go. We have 863-575. 518 540 832 and 714. Those are it's lineup we have so far on here. So let's go ahead and grab 832. 832, you're on the air. I should have given Noreen a heads up. I think I kind of did. We'll grab her here. Oh, she'll go. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm going to bring her on. Noreen. Um, hello. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Hi, Hello. Hi, Noreen. Lila. I tried to hello. give you a little bit of a heads up, but I, I don't okay. think I did so well. <laughs> you did. I was having a hard time getting that turned off, this volume. Okay. Um, th- thank you. You're very welcome. It's good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you, too. So what do you have for us this evening? Okay. Um, for Gary, I have um, a guitar trader. Okay. Um, this guitar has a heart-to-heart talk to my heart. The strings ring and resonate as I dream of plucking them. It is used and scarred from nut to bridge, yet I know it is or can be put in tune with the keys above. I want to hold the neck and the hollow body close while I play it to a song I love. I'm singing my best to match the perfect sound coming from the baffles too. What I don't know is how many names have left their mark on you. The end. Wow. That was awesome. Yes. I love that one. And that was the one um, he wrote. Uh, you had a um, guitar up there uh-huh, on your that, photo. That's what that he wrote was it shaped from. like a woman. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember. Yes. And what is oh. next? Okay. And, and I have um, Cod Vibe. Okay. Loving you is easy to do. Learning to live without you, like almost nearly impossible. Life will go on, but it is hard. Lament I'll try not to do. Instead, listen to God. He'll help me through. Lessons to remember. We all will die. Listen. Be prepared. And that's life. The end. Aw, I love that. 
You know, I have I have to say, you know, Gary, I know Gary is so proud of everything that you've done. And I know, you know, wow. we've all, we've been there with you guys through this whole transition of him being with us in body and now with him being with us in spirit. And we've been through yes. that that whole thing with you. You know? Yes. And the things that you've done, the things that you do, the way that you're still writing, the way that you're reaching out and helping other writers, you know, I know, I know he is so proud of you. And I am proud of you. And we're all proud of you. Wow, thank you. And we love you so much, Noreen. Okay, thank you. Okay. You are very welcome. Okay. You are very welcome. And, and and I love you, too. And so does Gary. Oh, I know, I know. I, yes. There's still times, I'm telling you, I'm walking through my day, and I'll be doing something, and some of his, because he was always so full of advice. I mean, I always felt like his daughter. You know, he was always, he yes. just, he just that's the way he loved and cared, you know, and yes. the advice that he would give me, and the, you know, now, now, this is just what you need to do. And <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. Why don't you tell us how to find you guys, honey? Um, oh, can I do a second one? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, that, please you do. have time? Of course. Oh, okay. This one's called So So Tell Me. Some say God doesn't exist. So tell me, how did you or I get here? How did the trees, flowers get here? What about the sky, the clouds, the rainbows? What about the animals? So tell me how. I see you can't. Because God is the one. God is our creator, our maker. Without him, we are nothing. You say you still don't believe? How do you know there is sustain as air, oxygen? Do you see it? No, you don't. How do you know there's wind blowing? Do you see it? No, you don't. Yet you still believe. When you sit down, how do you know the chair won't break? Well, you don't know. Yet you still believe. It won't break. You have faith, just like God. We can't see him, but we still believe in God. God is alive, for real. Now, do you believe the end? <laughs> that was beautiful, Noreen. Thank you. Well, thank you. You're very, very welcome. Well, All right, now you can tell us how we can show you guys some love. Okay, okay. Um, You can find... All five, um, I mean, all four of our books, um, the, the uh, Two Hearts in One, The Hour of Truth, excuse me, Now and Forever, Our Love, and Other Love Poems, and um, Reflections of Our Inner Beings. You can find all of them on Amazon.com, or if you want to autograph a book of mine, of ours, you can find it on ko hyphen fi.com and I have um, books there you, you be autographed and also if you want a, um, a greeting card you can get that too from me and um, and magnets and I will be doing stickers too what site is that on? Um, ko-fi.com ko-fi.com yes and then I also have a membership too. If anybody wants to be membership, all the way from three dollars to I think twenty five, twenty five dollars membership here on there too. If 
Perfect. And commissions, too, and commissions. Well, if you think about it, throw that link on my page, okay? Okay, I sure will. All right. Okay. Thank you, hon. Okay. Hey, and then you also can find um, uh, our w- uh, website on um, uh, GaryAndNoreenSnyder.Wix.com front slash poetry. And, and and then you can find Gary on ReverbNation.com, um, um, Facebook.com, and um, PoetryPoem.com. And he also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you can find me on ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, Facebook.com, and also on N. 1M.com, and then you can also find me on um, Thursday nights, I mean not Thursday, yeah, Thursday night here, I'm on Speakeasy, and then you can also find me on Saturday nights at the Poetry Club, um, the Facebook Live, and this Saturday is going to be um, the uh, raffle drawing, and if, and if anybody, if any, anybody's member of it is, uh, is legible, and awesome. then... Um, Okay, and then Mondays, there's something new now. If any poet wants to join, let Naxlinette know. It, it, um, it'll be, it's advertised on my page and even on the Poetry Club. Let her know. It's called One Shot um, Poetry. I think that's what it's called. And you can you should go on Zoom. They'll give you a link on Monday morning, 11 o'clock to 12, and you can read a poem on there. And it's from um, Real Stuff Podcast by um, Naxlinette, Flacco, Flavius, and Frenzine, if I got their names right. <laughs> okay. They just started it last Monday. Very cool. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Absolutely awesome. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. We'll, we'll talk okay. to you next week. Okay, I'll be here next week. And thank Alrighty. you very much. And for and, and um and um we love you, um um Myla. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. We'll talk okay. to you soon. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay. All right. So we are sitting at 34 minutes right now. We have area code five seven five five one eight five four zero eight three two. 714 and 807 are our next callers. If you do the math, that gives you five minutes each, and I, then that will give me three minutes to close the show. So I'm not, I'm not going to do much commenting. I want you to be able to do both poems, do two normal-length poems, uh, nothing long, please. If you want to do just one longer one, you're welcome to do that, but I'm going to try to get you all in the time period that we have. But we will get you all on tonight. All right, area code, but I'm not going to say a lot, 863. 863, you're on the air. Oh no, that's that's Noreen. Ah, five seven five. Five seven five, you are on the air. Hello, this is Jade Mist. How are you? Hi, Jade. How are you? I'm doing great, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Very quickly, because I know you're pressed for time. Here we go. Uh there was an actor that passed away in July. Uh they were absolutely incredible person by the name of William Smith, a real sort of bohunk actor. And among many things, he was a poet. I just wanted to give you a small snippet of one of his poems that I thought was really good. Uh, It's called The Reaper. Very quickly, you've done some bad, you've done some good. You wouldn't have changed things even if you could. Through the years, you run a good race. The Reaper chased 
and couldn't keep your pace. So toast those that live and those that die, and when you can, spit in the reaper's eye. That's called The Wheat Reaper, and it's by the late actor William Smith. He passed away in July at 88, um, spoke five languages, was a child actor, um, just an absolute every kind of person. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, he has a website that's still up with all of his poetry, most of it, uh, williamsmith.us. And then very quickly, I heard Soldier Blue give a wonderful rendition, um, and he said uh, one of his poems had Osage. Just wanted to make mention of the fact that there's a movie based on a book I mentioned in one of your earlier broadcasts called Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, The Osage Murders, and The Birth of the FBI. The book is by David Gann, and it's going to be a movie um, made by Martin Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio. I highly recommend read that book. It is incredibly page-turner, and if you think the crimes that Soldier Blue touched on, this one will literally tear your heart apart. So mm-hmm. there you have it. There you have it. And uh, thank you for um, the stage and on to your next caller. Thank you so much, Jade. Appreciate you and great read. I, that thank was you. incredible. Thank you for sharing um, that. Absolutely. All right, and we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 518. 518, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla, this is Karen DeWitt. Hey, Karen, how are you, sis? I'm a geek. Karen's my sister, in case you guys didn't know, I adopted her because I love her so much. <laughs> I get adopted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us, baby? I have a piece. I'm told it's kind of long, but it only took me like 30 seconds to write, so I don't know. But I'll go ahead and write it. Called Catalyzm. Bloodless revolution has came and went now in the offspring of 2012. The apocalypse flows violently through, breaking up the casualty, its own cataract caves, cleaning the slated walls of pictures and inscriptions, long ago teachings and legends. Catastrophes are embedded inhumane deep within. The bread of civilization. Society's mainstays have run during hollowed emphasis. Cosetting the calamity. Sparking a fear falls. Bankruptcy is fattened. Whereas basics bleached by candid minds. Deep worn commonplaces depleted by tongues. Bleak. Chastised. Seized. Defoliated. Verboten to ever not feel Linton a slit, bare and plotless. Drama of people choosing not to see the reflection of mirrored choices that they have been accustomed to bear classical rather than that of clarity. Cleo, muse of history and its many adventures and anecdotes, annual, the pages torn from tattered words of his book, calendars carved by chalk. If yesteryear, sorry, if yesteryear was to actually make it here in the now, it would be a dead past. Former times of yore would be extinct due to the fact that no one sees the account. They only see that of themselves, and the theme has lost its luster and vitality before its birth had a chance to grow. No breath, 
would be that of the appointed man nor woman in poem. That was incredible. Thank you. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. Thank you. And that wasn't okay. too, that wasn't too long. I know that I, was good. I've been t- that was good. Well, I wrote it back in 2012, so I was told it was very long. So. <laughs> no, that wasn't too long. <laughs> but my dear sweet girl, I want to thank you for being one of our the sponsors for our show. For everything that you've done to keep us on the air this year, um, you're, you're absolutely welcome. amazing, and I love you and thank you for that. Tell everyone how to find you and how to find your publication. Okay. You can find me on Facebook under Karen Death Writer DeWitt. Um, I'm on All Poetry, although I'm not over there that often anymore. I spend 80% of the time working on the magazine. And there is a link on my Facebook to the magazine, to the new issue that just came out today. Next month's issue will be in print, going to print. So you guys come over there. There's lots of... Um, um, challenges in the in this issue, issue of the magazine, I kind of go out of the box, you know. So it's not normal there. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Thank you. Perfect. And make sure that you put um, the link for your publication stuff on my page. I like it when you do that, so people can find it yes, easily. Yes, I actually did that today. Yep, I did oh, that cool. today. You, you have the issue on the page, yeah. Uh, so I saw that you put there the read the latest issue, but I just want to make sure you continue doing that. I oh, did, I, see, I did the, see that, by the way. Well, from here on out, that's the last issue I'm on. It's probably going to be a print from now on. So you guys will be able to go into the stores and get it. Oh, how cool. Yeah, buddy. That is really cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and we will talk with you soon, hon. All right. You have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right. My sister, Karen. Now, our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. How are you doing? Doing absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing fine. I see. I see you being. Uh, I see you be on your uh, <clears throat> on your bad behavior. Uh, <laughs> you say. You say you like the uh, word cock. Like uh, I say. I say. I say. I say you on your bad behavior right now. I'm being bad. Yes. I'm sorry. I'll be good. You know what? I'm on freestyle poem. Okay. This is Larry, everybody, just in case you're wanting to wonder. Yeah, Mr. Automatic He did not introduce charismatic. himself. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Larry Shepard. All of the person. Perfect. I have a Thank question. You. I meant to ask you something. You know, it's my poet. I have a herd and a wild call on to the next. Sam. John. Who's that one say all to the next? And on to, I think, isn't that George Wiley? No. Or, or Stan. Poet. Stan. Stan. You pet? Yeah. Yeah, he's not been in a little bit. Yeah, that's that's strange. That's that's you know make you know 
I don't like to think negative, but you know, you never heard somebody in a while. You you worry now, no, right? No, he's he's fine. Everything's good with him. He's okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna call this freestyle uh, lyrical spanking. All right. You ready? I am ready. You come to me. You come because what you deserve. Your bad behavior is the essence of my mood. I include you. Speak upon behavior treatment. To discipline you with words and capture and master the moment with you. Come get this circle spank while I tease you and please you all in the same essence. Realization that you belong to my tongue. What I have brought is the fire. What you require a political spanking. Well, do you want to be good or do you want to be bad? Or maybe you just want to be bad because it feels so good for my content. It's based on you with the lyrical spanking. So I'm going to smack the lyrical tickets in the morning if I can drive. <laughs> Fantastic job pulling that just right want, out of thin air. Is that short? Short enough? Or? It worked, yes. All right. I, I know you pressed for time, so. I'm, I'm trying not to talk a lot. Sometimes that's so hard for me. All right, Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Tell everyone how to find you. Um, you can find me here sometimes when... I, I see Naughty uh, Nyla, and, um, well, you can find me at com. I will be doing a show called Lyrical Engine uh, Driver's Seat uh, in the future. Look out for that. I may want to interview Naughty Nyla. That's one person I want to interview. <laughs> Naughty Nyla. Uh, I write one erotic, one, only one ever erotic poem, and I never live it down. Yes. Well, that's why I want to be, you, you sound, I think that you, you sound so bad that you're so good. <laughs> uh, you never disappoint me. Well, Even I'm when glad. you're being good, it's always feel like you're being bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, All right, so. Larry, great job tonight, honey. Thank you so much. And you gonna be here next week? I'm gonna try, you know, if I you know, you know, it depends, you know, with this driving stuff. You know, I try my best. You know well, I am glad I'm glad when you're able to make it here and we will watch for you, okay? Thank you, honey. Thank you, baby. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two. You are on the air. Hey, Nyla. 
Hey, Uma. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm okay. Surviving still. What do you have for us tonight, love? We have some poems that have come up last night, perhaps, and uh, let me read them to you. Just give me a second. How is everything going on, Naila? It's going wonderful. Okay, here we go. You post. It's called Whispering with Love. In the willows of the west, the cold November breeze that brought about the winds, everything around left to freeze. Minds and souls never to find how hard life can be. To be the one in death, maybe you never saw one with all hopes, love and compassion. Never having a care in the world, how life is sucked out. One second, please. I'm sorry. Um, how life is sucked out silently, not uttering a word or a hush. God may forgive us, burying our thoughts into vapors of dust that would lay down as a disowned for another million years to come. Then I would be reborn into your thoughts, bringing you smiles of passion and with compassion, and live once again in your sweet love. Mother, hold me tonight in your thoughts, as you would miss me, but in ether we are all one. No matter if I was in heart or ether, water or earth, Rising as a distant star, living through time, with a fire and death to be born amongst us, the human spirit, untenable though it may seem, as a helpless sprout. Look at how the tender tendrils hold on to life and sustain that harsh blows from life, giving hope from despair and love to mankind. As I leave the abundance of my energy for the universe to run, feel me, my folks, as we are part and parcel of this wide earth, space and beyond. Till eternity we are bonded, forever with our spirits united. Love be thee. End poem. That was incredible. Beautiful, Uma. Many thanks, Naila. Absolutely beautiful. Were you going to read a second one? Yeah, and just a small one is there. Give me one second, please. Mm-hmm. How hard life can be to be the one in death yet rise up to be a sprout, a flower, a fruit, 
longing to mix into your blood and be born again. How hard life can be to be the one in death, yet rise up to be a sprout, a flower, a fruit, longing to mix into your blood and be born again. I am the wind you breathe. I am the wind you breathe every moment of life. I'll be the drop of water from River Ganges, quenching your thirst. Feel me in your pulse as I leave my abundance. End poem. Wow. That was beautiful. absolutely love your writing. I am such a fan of your writing. Many thanks, Naila. Absolutely our pleasure to hear you, honey. Now, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. I am with Naila Alicia's program. Please find me there. If not, <laughs> Miss Naila Alicia knows where to find me. <laughs> this is true. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job. Love you, hon. Thank you. Thank you, Naila. And you all have a great, wonderful time all the time. Thank you. All right, next caller comes from area code 714. 714, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. I know you pressed your time, so I'll get right to it. This is called Last Anniversary. This is finally going to stop. This good cop, bad cop dynamic has been toxically obnoxious. Willingly or unwillingly, we are both equally participants. We created a strange kind of platonic existence when we descended from deep like into obvious indifference. Decades of twisting blades cut to the core deep within, beneath the skin, invisible scars are still sore from the gaslighting torch that branded labels scorched as crazy by secretly complaining, blaming, methodically triangulating. Blind spots allowed schemes behind my back, rattled our home on the verge of collapse. Between the spider and the fly, one of them was trapped. You said you loved me daily. Why was I the enemy locked in a battle to save my sanity defenseless against what the naked eye could not see in a perpetual state of fight, flight, or freeze, induced hypersensitivity anxiety, better known as PTSD, weakened my instincts. Question marks lingered, taboo thoughts I began to think, unsure about what to believe as I tried to make sense of an altered reality. Since you never once complained to me, your audience became the children and our family, entangled in a web weaved out of duplicity. And I cannot count the number of times I asked you about it. Each time I heard the same rhetoric, the confession from your lips was the repetitive, no, baby, that's not true. So year after year, excuse after excuse, we lied to ourselves, allowed our fear to rule. Deception was the thief. From our mouths, it stole the truth. With nothing left to give, there is nothing left to lose. Because of who we are together, the time we shared made neither of us better. So try as I may, I don't want to celebrate another year, another anniversary date, numb from a decade of feeling sad. 
I want to feel something, to even feel bad, mad at you, but mostly at myself when another year kept my heart on a shelf next to the box of full, full of broken promises. Now I need to confess. I need to feel my heartbeat in my chest. I need to hear myself authentically laugh. I want to believe we are each other's better half. But I don't feel like that. And that makes me sad. So, so very sad. It feels like fakery, like just pretending after spending 364 days of the year coexisting, forgetting to care about what used to matter. Ignoring the red heart marked on the calendar, I try to can, but I just can't go through the motions with no acknowledgement given to the enormous pink polka dot elephant occupying space without paying rent. An intruder has become a permanent resident, a constant reminder of what continues to fester. It won't disappear by a mere annual gesture, a thousand kisses given, yet the prince remains a toad, and I no longer want to live with the devil I know. We both know it is past the time to let go. So to let go is my gift to you. The ties that bind have now been loosed, and I have made a decision. This is what I choose, to, un to unselfishly do what is long overdue. Perhaps it is selfish, but I need to choose me. I remind myself to breathe. To, I, to finally acknowledge my grief, to forgive and release, to manifest a healing feeling while learning to live completely whole and free, no longer codependent. The loss is not greater than the win. What was lost can be found again. The road we traveled has come to an end. But this is not just about me. Deeply, I desire for you to find your happiness, at the very least to be content, knowing that your future years won't be spent living separately together as roommates slash friends. What comes next? I really don't know. But where we go from here, we must go there alone. So I told myself not to look at your face. I don't want to hear your voice begging me to stay Staying for your sake would be a big mistake, and I just don't want to feel your pain. Outside, I can hear drops of cleansing rain, and through the window, tiny crystals appear to fall from the sky, mirroring the tears I wipe from my eyes. The mountain is high, but I am ready for the climb. Everything changes with time. Better to leave what was behind, so I open my palms to stop holding on, to let it all go. Past is gone. I turn my attention to the changing weather. No longer tethered, I'm beginning to feel a tingling of forbidden pleasure, imagining both of us happier somewhere else, just not together in poem. You know, it's, it's a scary thing when a woman reaches that point of indifference. When I mean, there is, <laughs> it's absolutely such a quiet explosion of clar clarity when you just realize you're done. Done is done. Stick a fork in it. <laughs> exactly. Awesome read, honey. Yeah. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Right here with you. <laughs> yes, at the Speakeasy Cafe, the Epiphany Radio, um, 
Poetic Peacock Vibe Facebook page. And uh, that's about it for now. Thank you. Awesome. We will talk to you next week, love. I pray creek don't rise and, the, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, hon. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, we have we have Melvin next, I think. Area code 419, you are on the air. Hi, Nella. Hey, sweetheart. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's good to hear from you. That's good to be here. What do you have for us tonight, honey? Okay, so I have I have a new poem. Uh, I have a friend who uh, is actually doing a uh, compilation of uh, poetry and essays on uh, celebrities who died during 2020. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to write she asked me to write a poem about George Floyd. So uh, this is new. It's going to be in the book. The book is going to be published in October. So. The title of the poem is called uh, Daddy Changed the World. Daddy changed the world, his young daughter said. Thoughts of her father running through her head. The way they used to laugh, the way they used to play. All the times he said, I love you, in his sweet and gentle way. His son, this father, brother, friend. The world watched his life come to an end. Horrified in disbelief. Traumatized and filled with grief. Mama. Mama, he cried out. You're killing him, a distant shout. You're killing him, you're killing him. Voices fled, and you could hear the tears they shed. Please, please, I can't breathe. His neck beneath this racist knee, hand in his pocket, a distant stare, showing no humanity, not a care. And once again, we're taken aback, murdered by a cop just for being black. George Floyd, my country, tears of thee. Your image for the world to see. Your name is known from shore to shore. All nations rise to thus implore that we are brothers and sisters, one and all. That united we stand and divided we fall. For all mankind, let justice reign, that you should not have died in vain. And Daddy changed the world, his young daughter said. Thoughts of her father running through her head. The way they used to laugh, the way they used to play. All the times he said, I love you in his sweet and gentle way in poem. Wow, that is an incredible tribute. You should be very proud of that. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. That was really incredible, sweetheart. Thank you. So, are you going to read a second one real quick? Okay. Okay, it's called, this is called where I to write a picture. Write, where I to write a picture on a canvas of who you are, an artistic epilogue of your beauty from afar. Your smile would be the sunrise, your lips the morning dew, and the earth would be enthralled by each morning kiss from you. The birds would sing your beauty, and the wind would hold its breath just to be your exhale. And oh my God, those piercing eyes, what a story they could tell. As I wrote your body, those with magic in your hips, a well-defined creation filled with luscious quips. And you would be a goddess for all who came to view this poetic masterpiece of beauty that was you. See, you have to write a picture on a canvas of who you are. Your smile would be, your, be the sunrise, your lips the morning dew, 
and the earth will be enthralled by each morning kiss from you. End poem. I loved that one very, very much. That was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. Do me a favor and tell tell everyone how they can come show you some very well-deserved love. Uh, you can find me on uh, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, and on All Poetry under Melvin Douglas Johnson. And awesome. you can find me here on, uh, on, on the Speakeasy Cafe. Indeed they can. And we love having you here. All right, Melvin, love you Thank so you. much, honey. Thank you so much for being here and great reads tonight. Thank you. I'll be back. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Bye. All right, our last caller for the evening comes from area code 807807. You are on the air. I am on the air. I managed to get on. <laughs> Robbie, baby, how are you? Hello, Nyla. I'm, I'm not 100%, but I'm still managing to improve my life despite that. So <laughs> things are generally good, but, yeah, it could, it could be at about 10 or 20% more. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hmm? Nothing. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm just going to read. I'm going to read two poems here. Uh, one, they're pretty short. Uh, Anchor and Tower, and they're both based on cards from a fortune-telling deck called the Lenormand, which is different than a tarot, but still has some of the same general ideas. Uh, so here's Tower. Standing atop the tower of my solitude, I look down. Seeing the events of my life unfold, manifested as many people milling on the street. I stay in this tower to gain a new perspective, yet, of late, I feel that my perspective could be lost, drowned in the metaphysics of looking down from lofty spiritual heights to see what I may do to end these dark and foreboding nights. These nights are filled to the brim with forlorn thoughts, running through the ifs and whats of the everyday. Yet I know that at this time I must preside in my tower for protection, descending to the ground floor from time to time to remain grounded in what I explore. When I am at the ground floor of my towering sanctuary, I can look up to see the shape of what I have constructed for myself, my refuge, my towering sanctum from all trials and tribulations, and I can look at street level, at all the milling people that represent my thoughts, getting a clearer perspective of what it is I think from day to day. Oh, that's a very that was a very appropriate poem for me to read considering how I feel. Uh and then this one is shorter, it's called Anchor. I think this is the last in the sequence of the cards, just because of the nature of it. Setting down anchor to settle into soul. Stability guaranteed, yet threat of cementing to concrete what I have in control. My anchor is my stability, and it feels too heavy of late. I feel as if I cannot cast anchor to survey both of what I want and need to explore. My anchor is a blessing and a curse, both in how I use it and how, I, and how it is used. It keeps me stable and grounded, yet so easily of late, it keeps me cemented in place. That which relaxes me of late has become utterly routine, and while it settles me out from, to some degree, I yearn to cast my anchor aside, to feel free to be and be the soul I was meant to be. <laughs> Boy, picking those two poems, I think, was a Freudian slip of choices there. 
<laughs> and like I, it's like, oh, I, re- I think I really need to read these two poems. This is very much how I've been feeling. <laughs> yeah. Too so funny. two Lenormand based poems. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. So, <clears throat> I know the drill by now. I can be <laughs> found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry under Facebook. And I'm hoping to get back to allpoetry.com as that's the site that I found that I like to post at. But as with many things these days, I just don't quite have the mental mojo to do a lot of these things. So (laughs) hopefully we'll come back soon. That would be awesome. Yes. Robbie. Yes. I'm really glad you hung in there tonight. Thank you. Suffered the the stiff neck and everything else so you could be here. You did a fantastic job, and it was a beautiful <laughs> way to close out the show. Well, thank you. I, I'm just being a little more careful because I've heard I've heard a couple of cranks in my neck from time to time, so I got to make sure I don't, you know, <laughs> have bad posture. <laughs> you can't afford to have That's any injuries important. these days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell everyone your Facebook once again. Yeah, Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? You bet. All right. All right, you guys, you've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. We are going to close the show with a piece by King's Cadence called Let's Dance, and we will see you next week. In my dreams we dance. Your hands finding comfort inside of mine This tune timeless The look of love gracing your lips Is just priceless Guys scattered to that matter As you approach me Arms with opening Tunnel visions increase with distance But I'm focusing May I have this Atlantic star moment With a replay of always Holding you straight to a stairway to heaven Cheat the cheat with the OJs And there's something in my heart as I Michelle laid you down, then the deal is made I bang, bang, gotcha I adore me, I'm color me bad I'm Patrice Russian, you forget me not I lick so gentle, abbreviated LSG, my body, we your body Skin silk, smooth, meeting in my bedroom Will be naughty, going deep, driving your black streets Who's stressing the sweat, no body Put the phone on silent, I'll keep it You'll need to escape my little secret now. Let's dance, let's dance.